0: Back to the Act attack podcast. As always, I'm your host, the world's largest parrot, Jay. And joined as always is my co host, a species of eagle that died 700 years ago, Z. How we doing today, Z? Pretty good, Jack. Pretty good. That's good. That's good. I didn't get that one. How could it, Jack? Okay, so <laughs> that eagle hunted that parrot. Huh. So the world's largest parrot in New Zealand, like so this big green parrot that doesn't fly very well, and the eagle is called the Hast's eagle. And it hunted like an eagle and ate like a vulture. And it's it not all eagles, though? Kinda. Uh, and it died 600 years ago. So it was it was alive for most of human history, you gotta say. And yeah. Because like, aren't bald eagles basically just big scavengers? The most aren't cool. all animals. I think that's a misconception you have about animals in general. There's very few animals that'll turn down a free meal. Is that right? Oh yeah, a lot of them are opportunistic. Like, that's how it goes, right? You know what's really fucked? That birds will just eat ducks and bones and shit. Ducks? Oh yeah. Like, They'll just well, eat yeah. baby ducks. Yeah, why not? They're not approaching those ducks. Amen. They're chock full of it. Seems like a lion. Like, oh, lion, but like a lion would eat a, like an already killed gazelle. What do you think the hyena, like, I mean, the misconception was that the hyenas were the scavengers, but really the hyenas kill the food and the lions, and the take, lions it from them. take it from them because they're bigger. Is it bigger and stronger? Yeah. They come upon those little African dogs and they're like, well, I'm going to have this now. Go, like, All right, now. beat it, fella. You've had your time. <laughs> I appreciate the help, but I'll take it from here. We'll take it from here, fellas. Thanks for that express delivery, you goobers, but I'm a lion. I'm huge. <laughs> what could you possibly do to stop me? All right, Jack very exciting this week Jeff. oh yes maybe our most anticipated trailer trash or trailer cash of the year i would say so it's hard to see anything topping this because this has been a long time coming we have our first actual teaser of for obi-wan kenobi the show coming out on may 25th and that's just the official name which is not very unique it's not very witty is it no i can just call it i, would, I honestly i would rather just call it kenobi yeah that's kind of what everyone thought they were just gonna call it. there's no there's no wit to that there's no uh, no no cleverness to just calling it obi-wan kenobi but it is what it is um pre- pretty cool eh yeah i thought it was i thought it was very cool uh one of the main parts about this trailer that we were always well, we were always talking about how we were like what's this gonna be about which i feel like we do a lot in this show we go what could this show be about and uh, the inquisitors are in there so it's just kind of a bunch of inquisitors and darth vader so i was a a nice change, you know, it's very interesting to have those guys show up more. I think mm. it's the first time they've shown up in live action, right? Because they've only oh, been yeah. in Rebels up to this point, and the video games. Oh, yeah. Well, no, lots of comics. Oh, comics, comics of, books. of course, right. Comics and books, but yeah. If you, you that, that funnel, I've said before, right? Mm. Those are those are pretty far down on the funnel, so. Yeah. Um, we knew that there was going to be Inquisitors, and I, I said a while back that, like, that was one of the things I would kind of accept from the show, because I'm still somewhat apprehensive about them. Going off planet with Obi Wan, but I I specifically I want to say at some point on here mention that of like if an Inquisitor found him, that's a good reason to get him to leave because he has to leave to throw off the trail, right? Mm -hmm. To draw him away from Tatooine, which is great because it it creates a scenario where Obi Wan has to leave to protect Luke, which is like normally would be kind of counterintuitive, but obviously under the right circumstances it definitely works, and I think that I think they're doing that here, so it's cool to see. Um. It's surprising. I didn't I didn't necessarily think, I don't know why, it just never occurred to me, but we're getting some returning inquisitors, which is cool. Right, yeah. So we're getting the Grand Inquisitor, who's like the first brother. Um, the spinning lightsaber. They all have spinning lightsabers? Oh, they all do? Oh yeah, every one of them. Oh, sick. And um, the fifth brother is returning, and then the other two are brand new. Um, now how many inquisitors are there? We don't know. So, Oh. That's um, pretty good we don't know cuz they can just add a bunch of them. And they just... can always just add more numbers. Yeah. Essentially. Um we def I would say less than f- well uh, we've definitely seen I think like less than ten or maybe around ten or eleven or something. There's a couple gaps that like certainly a couple of these characters here could fill in number wise. I would say that overall there's probably was a grand total of less than fifteen though, from what we know. I think the highest we've ever gotten is like eleven or twelve maybe mm-hmm. numbers wise. And maybe not even that high, I'm not sure. But yeah, so that that's cool. I think like I said, I think they're gonna fill in the numbers. We don't know <laughs> The numbers of those two new characters. We know the Moses Ingram character. We know her name. Like her, her character is just like straight up name, which is kind of weird. That like that's how they're marketing her. Because right. none of the other Inquisitors are ever referred to as their names. So I don't know why they decided to do that instead of just calling her. Maybe uh, she'll like change sides. Doubt it. They've they've already changed sides. Maybe they would though. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst. True, thing. they were Jedi, and now they're just evil Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that going around, but it. I, it you are, you know, slightly less engrossed in all the Star Wars stuff than I am, so I'll ask you if this if this bothered you at all. But I've seen a lot of people this week saying, like, why does that not break the rule of two? This is all breaking the rule of two, rule of two well, uh is that is that a problem for you? Um, not really, because I think I've said on the show that I mean I I think the rule of two is a cool concept. I just like I just wish they were like, you know, more bad guys with more Sith, you know, just more Sith with more Jedi, you know. Only having two Sith only gives you so many characters to work with think just having more evil characters can be cool to do a lot of different kinds of stories so i don't mind it but mm-hmm. i can see how other people would i guess i i guess that is would be my question like why do they exist like are they or do they i was gonna ask do they count as sith no that's 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 the answer like it's not a it's not a rule two problem because they're not sith in the same way that like you can have like asajj Ventress and S- salvage Press, Opress, yeah and all the other acolytes during the clone wars um they're, they're not Sith. They're not trained as Sith. They're not trained hardly at all. Like, they train each other. Like, they have that... So, they have that Fortress Inquisitorius that we see in this, where they go and they clearly train and they're honing their skills and all that, right? But Darth Vader or the Emperor are not there, like, giving them lessons, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the advantage of using turn Jedi, is that they come kind of, like, pre- preloaded yeah. <laughs> with all their skills, right? They just have decided to turn evil, and now they just use them for evil. But, like, they're not... None of them are incredibly powerful, for one thing, Right? Because wouldn't, wouldn't they just be, like, the weaker Jedi who weren't, like, a threat? Like, they wouldn't be yeah. Jedi Masters because they'd be a threat. A couple of them are Jedi Masters, but oh. a lot of them are Padawans. Um, right. Well, I mean, there's, like, a whole spectrum. Like, in, in Jedi Fallen Order, one of them is a Padawan, but then, like, we do know of a couple who are, who are Jedi Masters. Um, The Grand Inquisitor was a Jedi Temple Guard, which... Right, right. I knew that. I believe is, like, a, a somewhat high-up kind of position. Like, it's a somewhat impressive role to have. Um, they got the yellow lightsabers. They do. Love a yellow lightsaber. Um, so, like, there's a whole spectrum of where they come from. But, yeah, it's not, you know, no, a lot of them are not super top tier, right? Where, like, in, basically, I'll put it to you like this. In Rebels, Ahsoka is able to single-handedly take on the Seventh Sister and the Fifth Brother. Because Ahsoka's, like, a pretty high-level Jedi. Right, yeah. And like, then cool. later on that season, Darth Maul is able to, like, 3v1 oh. them. So like right, so he's like an actual Sith, like he actually. So I guess my question is like, so they just train each other in like lightsaber combat. They don't learn like the dark side. Yeah, I would say they don't have advanced like dark side techniques. Okay. We've never seen them use like choke or lightning or something. Well, choke, like that. I think, is pretty straightforward because I think anyone who can use the force. basic telekinesis with the force could do choke. Mm. Like we even see Luke do choke and right returning Return the Jedi. Jedi and stuff. I don't think choke, but he's are, a but great they're... Jedi at that point, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Are you sure? I'm. That's fine. That's what I, I always see. It. I'm pretty sure that when he says that, he is. I mean, that I think that is meant to be used in in that film of like maybe he's edging a little too close for comfort, kind of thing. Because that's his arc that movie. But, but yeah, when I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think we ever see any of them use lightning or anything to that effect. They're they're pretty base level. Like I guess what you'd call dark Jedi, right? And that they're just fallen Jedi. They're not. We've talked about this before. Like they're these are distinct philosophies. Mm-hmm right you can't just you're not being evil doesn't make you a sith the same way that just using the force doesn't automatically make you a jedi so you got to follow the rules yeah they got they got the, rules. their religions yeah exactly it's like in the like in visions when that guy when that in the um what was it called the one with the 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 guy who goes to, they go to that planet and there's that sith guy with the t- two small swords and uses lightning. yeah what's it called the the old master or something yeah something like that we talked about it there because he talks yeah. about how he's not Sith because it's sucking or cringy. He's like, I don't like the Sith. Yeah, I just do my own thing. But I know mm-hmm. their techniques exactly. So like, they they aren't Sith. They're not breaking the rule of 2 okay, I'll up all you about it. <laughs> um, I've also seen a thing. This where a lot of people are like, Obi Wan should be for the reasons I just described, right? Obi Wan should be able to trounce them and like, yeah, because he's Obi Wan. Because he's Obi Wan. He's one of the greatest Jedi who ever lived, right? And like, oh, if if. If they make it, like, a fight, and, like, if Obi-Wan ever gets beaten by any of these Inquisitors, and, uh, you know, Disney doesn't know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. I think that's dumb, honestly, for a couple of reasons. One, in-universe, you can be like, well, Obi-Wan's, like, rusty, right? And he's, he's been living old. on a horrible desert, Yeah, he's like, he's, like, a decade-plus older, and, and all these things. Maybe not. I think it's right around a decade, but whatever. He's old, and he's rusty, and he hasn't been doing it. And also, like, story, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like we always talk about this. Star Wars isn't just you, power scaling. Exactly. You can't just bullet down right to power scaling. It's about like narrative. <laughs> so yeah. he's got to lose because story, because the story has to happen. Although I bet like I bet he'll he'll put a he'll be good at better than some of them, better than you know others. I don't know. Like I'm sure the Grand Inquisitor probably would put up a better fight, but like maybe he'll he'll be able to take on some of the other ones more easily. Yeah. Like the one of the new ones, probably. I'd yeah, say. yeah. Because I don't. Because I don't think they'll do the. Because f- the fifth brother and the inquisitor both show up in a rubber. I was gonna say. So, so we definitely he, know he can't, can't kill them because they have yeah. to show up at the end of. They sh- they'll be alive for another decade doing inquisitor stuff, inquisiting even questioning, yes. inquisitioning. If only they were Spanish, because no one expects a Spanish Inquisition. Mm-mm. No one would see him coming. Nope. Star Wars Spanish, space Spanish, even if you will. So while we're on the inquisitors, we should talk about it, Jack. They all have another room, Jack. They look kind of weird. We have to yeah. criticize Alien designs again. The fifth brother and the Grand Inquisitor look—they look, look kind of strange. They look like they're made of clay. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, it's at some point, it's not even just about like straight one-to-one accuracy. At some point, it just feels like they're—and I—and I hesitate to say this because because I'm sure people have tried and like are putting their putting effort in, but sometimes it feels like they're just being lazy. Mm-hmm. I. Maybe they weren't just. Maybe there's one of those things with like CGI where you just need the time. And maybe they just weren't yeah. given the time. Like, do it in like a month. Get this prosthetic going. It's like, uh, shit. Maybe they just thought like no one would care. But like, again, that's kind of like a symptom of don't like we just don't. We don't care. We, we assume no one will care. Like, let's, well, let's just be lazy about it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like what's the bare minimum we can get away with here? I will say, like, something interesting is so we, we were pretty critical of Cad Bane's appearance in the book of Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously we didn't have the show back then, but when we were talking about that, we brought up Ahsoka as well, which we also have our problems with. Although I think in, like, retrospect, she's definitely the lesser of them. Right, because she still looks like Ahsoka. It's sounds like a down... It's on a down slope at this point, because yeah. she looks like Ahsoka, and Rosario Dawson does a very good job of portraying her, I would say, especially when she showed up in um, the yep. Book of Boa Fett. I think she had, like, a lot of the mannerisms and stuff down very well. Right, yeah. And plus Ahsoka looks like a... It's just a human with different skin Yeah, color. it's much easier... To- to yeah. Pull off. You just gotta paint her face orange and really just the tails. And whereas, know. like with Cad Bane, a lot of the problems that I had at least were not just appearance, but like I think it actually hindered his performance in a negative way, where his characterization suffered. Yeah. And I think a similar thing is at play here with the Grand Inquisitor, which is unfortunate. Like, it's t- so I got I got a bunch of things here, Jack. Here any? I'm ready. I've prepared a little. Oh, of course. So, I don't know, you don't have exact, you don't have a lot of experience with him, so I've prepared some photos here for you. Okay. Okay, so here we have the guy from... Episode 3. Episode 3. With, to Obi-Wan. Exactly. He's the same species, right? Mm-hmm. He's He's got like a tall, long head, right? With a, lot of, with a lot of lines. A lot of lines. He's got, oh, also he's got sunken eyes. Um, You can't see as much in this picture, but he's got really spooky looking pointy teeth, right? Yeah, he's got like... He looks like a Nosferatu. He does, looks like a vampire. There are some other ones where they're with him. Also pointed heads, oh yeah, and you can tell they kind of got like weird teeth because their mouths and their fingers are long too. Yep, yeah, scary long fingers. Again, uh, sunken eyes. You. There is the Grand Inquisitor from Rebels, so it's definitely animated, so it's like a little more simple, but definitely long, tall head, right? Mm-hmm. Sunken eyes. He has yellow Sith eyes, right? I was not noticing So I would say, like, if you wanted to boil down the Grand Inquisitor's appearance to a couple key features, like that, right? I think it'd be long head, sunken eyes, yellow yeah. Sith eyes, pointy teeth, pointy teeth, right? So I think, and it's a similar thing, I said this about Cad Bane, right, is that they changed too many things all at once. And I think that's what happened here. I think ultimately, they got long heads, but it's pretty close to a human, I suppose, right? Yeah. Um, Where I think if maybe they got some of the other stuff right, it wouldn't have been stood out as much. But they, they didn't seem to go, they didn't seem to put in the effort to get the sunken eyes going, right? And he doesn't appear to have yellow eye. I mean, I, people are like, "Oh, maybe the lighting," but I don't know. Like Those he has black to me. He's very clearly dark eyes, right? Yeah. The the red here would have reflected. Yeah, I think in his so. His eyes like that. We have uh, this one's also like, I don't know, very dark, right? Yeah. I guess he's kind of got a sunken thing, but it's, it's this doesn't feel the same. And like the lines don't seem as much. And I, apparently, it's bec- people have been saying this actor in particular has a very. Just he has a big head, oh, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, which I guess you can't be helped if you want to cast. Who you got to cast, right? Yeah, of course. But I don't know, man. It it's kind of like see, this is like a fan rendition of it, where they made his head a little. Yeah, that looks much there. better. That was a hundred times better. And like that's, it's just it's, changing his head, honestly, would make it better because his head is too round. It's very round. Like it's that's the thing. It's like they went from like a, sl- a really skinny, tall, like unhumanly skinny head to like a. Yeah, apparently this actor just has a larger than average kind of head. Got a big dome on him. Which, like, good on him. Like, that's not his problem. But, like, maybe they shouldn't have cast him then? Or just know. edited him? He also seemed to be, like, a, a bulkier kind of dude build-wise. Whereas the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels is very tall and lanky. Because the Powans in Revenge of the Sith are, like, tall. unhumanly tall. They're, like, yeah. eight feet tall. I mean, not eight feet, but they're, like, seven feet tall or something ridiculous. I tell them the new one on that guy towers over Wan. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. So, like... I don't know, man. It's kind of a shame that, like, this has become a pattern. And I will say, I think people, I just I said this to you, it seems like there's a little bit more of a universal pushback to this one than there were to Cadbane or Ahsoka. And I think it's because the Inquisitors are, and then the Grand Inquisitor and all, are, like, less beloved characters, right? Yes. So, like, for Ahsoka and Cadbane, there's a lot more hype just to even see them, right? There was, there was all those people with the attitude, like, you should be grateful we're even getting them, blah, 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 whatever. yeah. Whereas this one, I think there's less of that because people don't care as much about him, right? And so they're a little more like maybe even-handed with their uh, criticisms, hmm. um, which like I mean, I like Star Wars, Jack. I do famously, famously. I'm not, I'm not rooting for it to fail or anything, but I'm gonna cause it like I seize it, Jack. And this is, and I'm seizing it, as bad. It doesn't look very good. It really doesn't. No, it's like, it's like it's ridiculous. And again. The thing I said with Cad and and maybe we're being a little unfair because we haven't actually seen him in motion and all that, of course. Maybe when the show comes out, I'll be blown away. I, I doubt it. Like, even with Cad Bane, as much as I enjoyed all the Cad Bane stuff, there was never a point where I totally, like, forgot. Exactly. Was able to forget that he looked kind of off and his mouth couldn't move. <laughs> like... Yeah. That's the thing. Is This seems like a similar thing where I don't think it's just, like, a because, you know, the whole people... People are running with the whole, like, oh, these are just Star Wars fans are never happy. Every, you know, big whiny man babies and all that, right? Right, of course. And they're going with, like, the, oh, you know, they're just they're just whining because it doesn't look exactly like the cartoon. And we talked about it when cat Bane happened and everything. But, like, the people who do the whole, oh, it's, it's animated, it's, like, stylized, they, I think they're exaggerating a little too much at some point. Because, mm-hmm. ultimately, Rebels and the Clone Wars have, like, they're not that crazy with their stylized nature right like no clone wars is pretty anatomically like accurate yeah like most of the people have normal human like they not even most they have normal human proportion that show they act like it's some crazy like style cartoon yeah it's really not right at all rebels is the same like people have normal proportions in that there's like a roundness to everything right Mm. and there's like a style with like the the some things but Again, it's not like fully crazy, like wacko cartoon proportions. It really isn't. So I don't think it's fair to just be like, ah, that's actually we can actually totally discount everything that appears in those shows. Like, like no, I just don't. I just don't think that's right. Like yeah. I think they look pretty close to how they're portrayed. And especially when, like, I got a couple pictures here. So this one, you compare it. And it's like so you have the Grand Inquisitor from Rebels, and then you have the guy from Episode Three. And then you have this guy from Kenobi. Right? Yep, yeah. The Clone Wars version and the canon version
1: are look pretty, close. pretty
0: similar. And it's the same with Cad Bane. You have Cad Bane from the Clone Wars. You have Aduros from Battlefront 2. And then you have Cad Bane from the Book of Boba Fett. It's like the first two look pretty close to each other. Yeah, the-, the Disney Plus shows are the outliers for these designs. Oh, absolutely. And it's the same thing with Ahsoka, right? It's like Ahsoka is the outlier when you compare to to Shakti and you compare her to Ahsoka in Rebels and Ahsoka in the Clone Wars and all that. So I don't know, it's just weird that this is like it's it's upsetting a little that this is the route they're going. And like I guess ultimately it's like, oh, who cares? But it's like, I don't know. It does it does like it does reveal a little bit of laziness exactly. on the d- production exactly. side of it. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, we don't care. Why would anybody else care? These stupid men, babies. They'll they'll give us money no matter what. We'll make Star Killer and they make a billion <laughs> dollars. Cause I've seen a lot of people go with that, like, oh, actually I don't care, so this is nothing. It's like, all right, well that's good for you, but also it's not like now, obviously, you know if you want to if you want to get real philosophical with it, I suppose none of it really matters, does it, Jack? Right, as we talked about. I mean, the coin toss is often <laughs> life is random and horrible, and order is a sham and a fool. That's right. We're it's all what a are, fool's what are, promise. Are, we're all blades of grass and tossed not, to a careless wind. To a careless but, wind. You know, if I, if yeah, I get it right, no, who cares? It's all big nerds. But like, if you're gonna make the Star Wars show, you should probably care. Yeah, if if you're gonna bother to make it. Why half-ass it? Yeah, no, don't even exactly. on, like on, if you're just gonna half-ass it. Don't make it. Honestly. Just make. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that crazy even a thing to request that like someone they, give a shit and try. Yeah, I don't know. Like I get it. Like, oh, who cares? But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't know. They're making the show. Like, especially because I think people are, are pretty sometimes, like, really real defensive about it. of like, why you guys care? Are you nerds, this and that. You're, again, the whole, like, you're just a bunch of whiny man babies. It's like, I don't know. Most of the criticisms I have seen are pretty even handed, right? I haven't uh, luckily seen a lot of people just go full, like, Disney ruins everything and Kathleen Kennedy killed my childhood <laughs> because of this, right? It's mostly just people being like, man, I wish it were better. Yeah, and there's a lot of people like, oh, you don't. We're getting Obi Wan, and you're complaining and this and that. It's like, okay, listen. Nobody said that this show was going to be horrible, right? I never said the show is going to be horrible because of this. I, I never said I'm not going to watch it, and n- nothing of the sort, right? Yeah, I just think it could be better. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, I mean, overall, like, like not. I, I know we've gone on and on about this, but man, I mean, we are pretty excited about this show. Like the Inquisitors yeah. did. I mean, did it, even though I saw it and it was goofy, I was like, "Well, the Inquisitors are here, and it's a very interesting concept to put in." Oh yeah, one hundred percent. There's other stuff. There's that big droid. He looks cool. Yeah, that droid looks cool. I don't even, do. We, do we know what kind of, is that droid ever appeared before? I've never seen anything like Not that I know of. That's just, new. I droid. think it's new. Fuck I think he's going to be one of the one of the famous people. He's probably going to voice him who's uh, in the show. Diego YTD. Probably not Bruce him, right? No, like one of the people we know is in the show. I don't know. who's in the show. Um, Kumano in the show. Yeah, he's not- I'm calling, he's definitely the robot. <laughs> the Attack of YTD yeah. was ig 11. 11. He's definitely that robot. Maybe. You're going to have a fun little Kumai and being like, fuck you, Obi-Wan. I'm <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani. I was in the Eternals. Goodbye. <laughs> and Silicon Valley, seasons one through four. See ya. Goodbye for now. And he flies off. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just, just a couple more things on the train here. Because again, it's so Especially because I've, I've seen it, like, people are discussing it on, on, like, the Star Wars subreddit. And you still have people be like, oh my god, you nerds whine about anything. It's like, I don't know. This is the Star Wars subreddit. People are going to come here to discuss Star Wars. Like, they're just talking about it. Yeah. People can reasonably, like... There can be discourse. As much, yeah. as much as we hate discourse and nuance. Famous, famous opponents of discourse that we are. If you're on the Star Wars subreddit, people are going to be chatting about it. Cause it feels like everyone else will be even, and then some some lunatic will come and be like, "You, mate, you shut up! You don't know anything! Oh, just whining." It's like I don't know. We were all just kind of discussing it. We were having a great time, honestly. We were, we were just you to shut up. chatting. Like, I'm not angry. I'm just, I just think it's worth pointing out. It's, it's a, it's okay to like, again, they're making the show. It's okay to request that they just like put in that extra little bit of effort. Because why wouldn't they? Again, unless they literally, are, there's someone at some level of the production that genuinely has a thought process like, ah, no one will notice. And if that's the case, they need to. Stop! They need to stop. Well, they should know better. If any more than anything, <laughs> not yeah, even like oh, the de- fans deserve better. Not even whatever. But like, they should know better because it's Star Wars. It's... You can't make a Star Wars thing and expect the Star Wars nerds not to not to get not on to hate it. it. Exactly. I mean, everyone knows you're not a true Star Wars fan if you don't only like episodes four and five. <clears throat> like I said, I think the problem with this is that it actually detracts from his like presence on screen because yeah, I... he looks less intimidating and scary. He just looks like a dude with a bald cap, like. Big fake mask over the top, right? Yeah. Which, ultimately, he is. <laughs> but I should know that. He shouldn't look like it, right? Yeah, I should be thinking about that while Again, I'm watching it's crazy the show. Because the ones in episode three are practical. They're not... Yeah, CGI. CGI. And we know in or the quick list, we just love CGI. There's no there's no saying, like, what ratio it is, but this show is very expensive. It really, like, this show should have the money. I know, like, a oh, budget, but, like, at this point, we should not have to, like deal with stuff like that as a budgetary constraint on a star wars show that's on disney plus right that's... there's no reason one of the primary villains should be like yeah but budget we had to cut some corners that's crazy yeah right cut corners it... on something else like location or something or just give them more money this disney it's star wars it already is making it's obi-wan it's an obi-wan show it's like the book of boba fett like times two this is the bigger one like this has the potential to blow the other ones out of the water Oh, right? Yeah. The man Mandal- like the Mandalorian's been a massive success for them. I think this should be bigger. 100 percent. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. Like yeah, so he actually has a character. He really does. He's a real person, not like Boba Fett. Like this guy says it. This is on a I think it was on a screen rant article I screenshot this from he says the issue is that the granite critter looks like a normal human being with white makeup and red lines. It is an actor underneath that makeup, after all, rather than having depressed eyes, long limbs, and a lanky frame. And what makes this worse is that his species, the pollen, already appeared in episode 3, and they look perfect. While it comes off as being nitpicky, the sheer difference between them makes it seem like he isn't even Palin in live action. Which I agree, right? You put those up against each other, they'd look strange. Oh yeah, absolutely. Someone says, this a bunch of screenshots I got from Reddit, just people I agreed with. <laughs> um, he says, I guess it's a small thing, but things like this give other species uniqueness. It's boring when all galactic basic speaking species are human shaped. Which I agree, again, we said the same thing with Cad Bane. like... His proportions in that show clearly, because it's a human underneath, are more human than the Duros is, which should have like again bigger, or longer, elongated heads and like a different ratio between the their eyes and, eyes the eyes eye. and the mouth. But because it's just a dude under there, and they wanted to use the dude, it just he just has normal human proportions, which don't look quite right. No, not at all. And so then, someone said, "Like, oh, maybe this is budget related." And this guy replies, "No, this show costs twenty-five million dollars per episode, which is more than Game of Thrones season eight of fifteen million per episode, and those are one and a half hour episodes. There are no excuses why high- such high budget production should look like this." Yeah, I get that too. It's it's a big problem with all these shows: Lord of the Rings, Wheel of Time, It's crazy. Star Wars. These shows that, like, on paper have these crazy huge budgets, but th- it's like we're regressing. Yeah, like I don't know. Um, yeah, this guy said, if this species has elongated heads, they should all have elongated heads. It's not just nitpicking and people crying about aesthetic appeal. It just makes sense. You can't really use the, but he was animated, things are going to be different excuse. We saw them in live action before, and they all had elongated heads. In 2005 in, 2005. in 2005. Literally, like, almost 20 years ago, they showed up. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. And the prequel, everybody likes. Well, all the people who like the prequel like that one. Nobody's attacking the clones. A lot of lines I've seen, and this was applied to Cad Bane as well. Is like, well, maybe the reason, and like, this is such such like mental gymnastics, if you ask me. Is it like, genetics thing? It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, I know that the ones in the Clone Wars look the same as the ones in in the live action, but maybe the thing is, is that it's actually just a different species. Like the species have different genetics, and they'll be like, you know, not every human has the same head shape, and of course that's true, but like that seems like a stretch, right? Yeah. It's like it's like the opposite of uh, Occam's razor, right? Yeah, it's you're, you're you're seeking out like the most complicated possible solution. Opposite issue. of that, but if there is whatever the opposite is, some kind of bludgeon, yeah. uh, <laughs> instead of a fine, of a fine razor, it's just a big hammer that you try to smush your way through. Occam's crude club. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I think it's probably more reasonable to just say that like the animated shows and the live action stuff prior had like continuity for a reason. And th- there's not some weird... Oh, like. here we go. Hickam's Dictum. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hickam's Dictum, which is the opposite of Occam's Razor. A patient can have as many diseases as they please. <laughs> there you go. So this is what it is. Really, a real Hickam's Dictum. Dictum. Excuse me. So he says, uh, this is a guy on Twitter, at Jedi Daredevil said, Everyone talking about species diversity and compare these aliens to different human races are missing the point. The animated characters are more similar to the prequels of the same species than they are to their actual live-action counterparts. Which, yeah, is strange, very. and to use genetics in Star Wars, fellows, what are we doing? just seems weird. It's a science fiction world, and with like clone with a war of clones and robots again, like if they had if they had done the sunken eyes a little better and the yellow contacts and pointy teeth, I think it would have gone a long way, but they haven't so he really just ends up looking like a man like a human man who's shit like he could just be. A shaven human, for all we know. Like I don't know, With, I, like tattoos on his on his head and like weird. Yeah, Star grooves. Wars is the kind of world where that could just be a dude. Yeah, who's like mom or dad was something so he has pale skin, but looks most like a human. Yeah, yeah, any yeah, number exactly. of things. He looks like a he. Honestly, looks more like a Dathomiri, Like bless you. Like the Night Sisters, like a Savage Ventress. Yeah, yeah, that's what he looks like. He just looks like a human, but like white, like very white, like a pale skin, like a pale skinned human. human. Like it's upsetting. It just looks bad. Again, like why not yellow? He looks so much less scary. He just looks like he's just like, Oh, I'm not here. Hello. On my lightsaber's spinning around in a circle. Hello, it's me. I'm the Grand Inquisitor. Can I have Obi Wan, please? And like again, now we're definitely getting in Piggy because like the actor's the actor, but like his voice isn't quite I don't think as good, intimidation wise. I don't know. The actor the voice actor that they had in Rebels was Jason Isaac. Do you know him? Is he He's Grievous? No, he's Malfoy. He's Lucius Malfoy. Oh, He's in the Patriot. He's in uh Black Hawk Down. He's Field Marshal's Zukov or whatever in Death of Stalin. Oh wow. You know you know I, I, mouth. Yeah, out. I know what you're talking about. So that guy, he was a voice actor. And he has a thinner head. They should have just said, used him. He's act- he, like he's not even like a oh I only do voice acting. He was Exactly. Uh, you could just like put like him I in Star Wars. Said, like I've said before, there's definitely like this thing that can happen with the Star Wars voice actors where the fans very much want I, I think the general consensus is that like fans are on, in favor of using the voice actors, but that's not always feasible because sometimes they're not actual real actors. They really aren't. And that's fine, right? Yeah. They're not screen actors. Which totally fair. But then you get like the rare the nice examples where they are. I've said before, like if they ever did want to do Kane in live action, I think they should probably just use Freddie Prince Jr. Because why what? wouldn't you? He's just he's a real he's, he's a real, real actor. actor. He's a real boy. <laughs> he's a real he's a real boy. Or like when they did Bo Katan they just used Katie Sackhoff. because she's an actor, right? But then like Ahsoka, they didn't use Ashley Eckstein because she hasn't really done any screen like, work. R- screen work, which is fair. She doesn't really fit the character. Jason Isaacs is like a taller, kind of lanky dude. I, guess, I mean, obviously, whatever. Like your physique can change, but he definitely has like a thinner head. And he already did the voice. Just use him. Just use him, fellas. Now, maybe apparently he might be too old, and that's a factor. I don't know. I read a thing today that like apparently this this is our, they've already gotten to the bottom of this, and maybe he said he didn't want to do it. Um, so that which is fine. Of course, and apparently the guy that this guy—I don't feel like I've recognized him in anything. Um, I don't even know this guy's name. I'll look him up again so we can just use his name. But he's also in Death and Style, apparently, but I don't. Do Steve Buscemi? It's not. <laughs> it's not Steve Buscemi. You would've been better for this. Steve Buscemi's a linky man. Uh, he's he's got like goofy teeth as is. He's like halfway there. His teeth are trying to all escape in different directions <laughs> out of his mouth. He's halfway to being a every uh, so often he inquisitor. has to hold his mouth shut with his hands to keep all his teeth inside. His name is Rupert Friend. Don't know. I don't think I do either, but apparently people really like him. They think he's good. What else? He's in Stalin. He's in Hitman, but the first Hitman... Or no, maybe that's the second Hitman movie. Hitman's Bodyguard. He's in 2005 Pride and Prejudice. He's in the French Dispatch. Who is he in the French Dispatch? It just says Drill Sergeant. I don't remember. I guess you have to rewatch the French Dispatch. I don't know. It seems like he might be... He's English. Maybe he's in a bunch of English movies I've not seen. But I don't recognize hardly any of these. He's in Homeland. I did read that. Apparently people like him in Homeland. He's in CIA. I've not seen Homeland. But yeah, uh, apparently he's a very good actor, so like, I guess that's what should be important all- overall. But like I said, the head shape would not bother me as much if they did the other things that they could change. I get it, right? You can't you can't smush the man's head. Although, it's one of those things where can't I put feel bands like, around perspective-wise, him. if they had heightened his head a little, it would have naturally looked a little thinner, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe they tried that and he looked like, it just looked gigantic. Yeah. gigantic like Chiari Mundi? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little... It's, eh. So, I, I think we've gone on long enough about this. Well, definitely, at least about the heads. We should probably say some other actual, like, relevant things about the trailer. Um, it's, We saw young Luke. That's cool. He's doing Zooms, and, even, and at the same time when he's That's doing fun. that, Leia's learning 12,000 languages and being a princess. It's very fun, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's very... It's so much fun that... Lego... Er... Lego. Sorry. Luke got, like... Raw dogs. People, I was going to say, people make fun of Luke as if it's, like, his fault. They did that to him. They That's a, not on they him. They put him on a desert planet, and... But like, got to be a princess. They did not give him the same opportunities. I feel like people are people present it as like this like girl power thing, which fair, good enough. That's fun. Like it is fun that Princess Leia is incredibly competent and like saves them all in New Hope and everything. That like that that is always great. Don't get me wrong. But people present it as if like Luke's just this goober who like uh, himbo, yeah, which is not fair because was yeah, a country like, bumpkin. He will be like, oh, Luke was a, Luke was playing with his starships in a, like cause in a New Hope. He's there's literally this one scene where he's like playing with a toy plane and it's like and then like at the same time Leia was like in the galactic senate it's like that's not his fault necessarily though they didn't give him the same up him there they were like we're gonna we're gonna let Leia be adopted by the king and queen of this planet of of Andor and Luke you get to live as a moisture farm water (laughs) I'm the worst planet in this galaxy (laughs) worse than Jakku I mean it's horrible horrible he's not just a farmer he has to farm for water because they live in hell (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was on a planet that used to have forests, but was destroyed in war. It was a great ocean, and they burned away the seas. Like it's horrible there. It's not his fault, but he's he's, he's making most of it. He's yeah. pretending to be a pod racer. That's fun. Yeah, just like his dad. Just like his dad. It's very very cute. Yeah, you know, it's like poetry. It, it rhymes. It's like poetry. It does rhyme, yeah, but I may have gone too far in some places. He's got his Eopee, which is fun. Oh, yeah, the weird camel thing? The camel thing, yeah. Like, yeah. Like... He's, he, that's from that's from Canon and Legends. That's been brought up a couple times. We knew he had it, so that's that's good to see. He's using a blaster? Yeah, he uses a blaster probably to pre- conceal like his, his jedi That's what I was thinking. I, I'm thinking he might not use his lightsaber until like, he's very threatened. Because he's got it, yeah. Because if he uses his lightsaber, he wouldn't be like... Keep on the download. Fellow. Yeah, yeah. Get drunk. Get you, know you know what? I got a theory. I think that for like the first maybe two episodes they're gonna be looking for him or three episodes is he six episodes i think so yeah all right so i think like the first kind of half of the show might be him not using his lightsaber using blasters or like jedi kind of mm. trickery and then he's gonna pull his lightsaber and then they're gonna bring darth Vader and be like darth Vader, we found the guy he's got a lightsaber he's an actual yeah and they're like all right it's actually guys you guys are schmucks big big sith is gonna go handle this fucker i don't know if they have the restraint to go the full like half but I would definitely, I think, well, yeah, the, but like definitely, the, like the first episode, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't use his lightsaber at all, or if it's like an end of episode one kind that's of. Thing. True. This is Star Wars, and they're using Obi Wan. They're going to milk that. They should, yeah. Frankly, I think they should. With. They should make him use his lightsaber. I mean, they got to be I, disappointed. He's got to do the money. He's got to do the yeah Obi Wan pose. pose for sure. I mean, he's gotta. I think it really again. I don't think that like I think they're going to put up a fight and all, but I do think he should be able to beat the Inquisitors, and maybe that's what will happen. Like he'll defeat some number of them, and, they'll be like, and oh. then Darth Vader's like, "All right, I got to You guys, you guys suck." God, you guys are awful. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see what the, like, what event causes them to find him. Like, what the impetus for that is. Right. Like, because there's usually, present, the, the way we've seen the Inquisitors before, there has to be a little something. They, they, have some, they need something to go off of. A, a they, trail. They can't just do a flyby of, like, Tatooine and be like, I feel a Jedi. Like, no. He's gotta... He's there. He's gotta do something that they would be like... Something's going on Where here. he would somehow reveal himself to somebody and the rumor would get out kind of thing. It's got to be something to that effect. Like, that's right. how it is in Jedi Fallen Order. It's not just... They can they could just feel you, so... I'll be interested to see what that is. But yeah, maybe he'll defeat a couple in quiz and then Darth Vader be like, all right, this is up to me. That's to me, Hayden Christensen. And then the thing I said, at one point, like, that I would be a little... Again, I still don't love the idea of them fighting, but it's kind of... A foregone conclusion at yeah, this point. Yeah, exactly. I got to make my peace with it. I do think I would like it if... Somehow Obi Wan is presumed dead at the end, because that's the only way that works for me, right? Because how else can Obi Wan return to Tatooine at the end, yeah. right? Because they'll be like, "Well, we found him on Tatooine. Let's just go check. Let's, yeah, right." So, like, the, he has to be presumed dead, because that's the only way that makes sense. And the whole like Tarkin being like he's probably dead, and like everyone else thinks he's dead, kind of thing. That that has, I think they have to set that up somehow. So,
1: mm.
0: um. and I, I mean, I think they also got to kind of maybe bridge the lines he says in episode 4 when he's like, when we last met, I was but the learner, and now yeah. I'm the master. There's got to be some kind of back and forth to like, I mean, really, it's kind of tough because, obviously, it's been what, fucking uh, 50 years since that movie came out, or 45 years since the movie came out, mm-hmm. and so there's been a lot of stuff, so it's kind of hard to bridge those gaps, because obviously that movie was written before Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, even. It's, it's very tough. So really like, is. You kind of just got to be like, that movie came out before any of this was a thing, so... I mean, it's not all going to fit perfectly. So make no mistake, they're very clearly forcing the Obi-Wan-Darth Vader confrontation. Oh, yeah, because they want, I mean... It's definitely, that is definitely, like, a departure, I think, from what's been accepted about that, like, dynamic there. Yeah. But it is what it is. Those soy boys are going to eat it up. If it's good. Better be good. I'm very curious. I mean, I, I, we've to talked about this before, but, like, Hidden Christian shouldn't be Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, I don't think he should be doing much of that. I don't no. think he should be the physical the physical Vader, and I don't think he should be the voice, because why would he be? He wasn't the voice last time. Which is like... I just uh, got James Earl Jones exactly. to Exactly. Because why wouldn't you? He's, he's he Darth Vader. Him. They did use him in Return of the Jedi. Or, sorry, Revenge of the Sith, because he was there, right? They already had him on They're set. They're like, well, we may as well actually use him, right? But he doesn't do any fighting as Darth Vader, right? He does nope. about two scenes, and he's in, like, massive, like, Heels to make him look like a giant opposing guy because Hayden Christian's not that tall. I'm I do not think he's like a massively short guy or anything. But he's Darth not, Vader's like a tower. He's like six six or something. He's yeah, massive. he's ridiculous. So they have to. It could be like a like a Luke thing. You know how like they say like ah we Luke in the book of Boba Fit here. It's it's Mark Hamill, but Mark Hamill didn't do anything. Yeah, it's like a computer face and a computer voice. They might even do that. Like maybe they won't even get actual James Jones. Even I don't know. We'll, we'll, you know, definitely we'll have to see. Needs to be seen. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's got to be there. Because the way Eamon Gregor's talked about it. I think I think the only reason they really got him, and they're selling him out entirely, is because he's do flashbacks. Yeah. Clone Wars era flashbacks. That, yeah, that would make sense. I think that's it. I think that's the only reason he would ever even be on the set. And then maybe they'll somehow use it. But again, I just don't see it. Like, Actually, you know what they could do? Actually, I, I've talked myself right into it. I would like to see, like, unmasked Vader, Hayden Christiansen mm. scene. If they want to do them all scarred up and burned, yeah, that they, that could work. I I don't think he needs to be stomping around in the suit. No, not at all. Not having first Ahsoka I too. That would really work. Yeah, we said that. But, but it's not, it's he's, he's like like. rumored to be in Ahsoka, right? Yeah, he's rumored. But It'd I... be dope if he was. But they could do flashbacks with that as well. And Force also also Ghost Force I'm I mean, we talked about that. Big Force Ghost. Force Ghost. So we're at like 45 minutes here on this one trailer. Hold on. Let me. I think there was like one more thing. How could we possibly have another thing oh, to say? No, come on, because it's Star Wars. That's true. There's always something to say. to say. Oh, I was gonna say, I really like. I do as much as I we we dogged on the guy who's doing the Grand Inquisitor, and he doesn't quite sound like him. I do like the things he was saying. I think that's a good that's good dialogue. Yeah, the whole like Jedi have to help you because that's the eternal struggle, right? That's that's like totally surmises Obi Wan's exile. Like every time they tell some story in the books or the comics or something about Obi Wan being in exile, that's what it boils down to. Is like, how does he strike the balance between being hidden and still helping people? Because he he can't just he totally stand idly by because he's a Jedi. It's in his blood, right? He was like a he in the span of like a week, he went from being like a uh, this like noble and heroic Jedi general to being having to play this role of like a hermit, right? Mm-hmm. And it crushes him, right? And like he says in the trailer, like he that we lost. I gotta just gotta just suck it up now, but. That's not really in his, in no, his heart. So like, give up like that. Every time we get a story, it's him being like, hey, I know I'm supposed to be in hiding, but Jabba's taxing all the water. I'm going to go, I'm going to go have words with Jabba. <laughs> or like, you know, like, oh, some bandits are raiding the homestead. I better go kill them. <laughs> like, that's, that's always the stories. Get so rid of these Tusken Raiders. It's cla- It's good that he's like, yeah, he can't, he can't just totally turn a blind eye to everything, which is nice because we wouldn't want him to because he's a good guy. He's, he's our gotta, guy. He's our, he's our boy. He's boy. He's a boy. He's got to help. Yeah. It's in his blood. So good on. We're excited still.
1: I, I'd say he so. looked,
0: we didn't say anything about Ewan McGregor, but he looks good. I mean, he's Obi Wan. He looks, looks definitely good. bridging the gap, right? Like yeah. he looks older. He's got longer hair, which I think looks cool. I think he's as old as he should be in yeah. real life. Actually, the, like they almost have to scale it back a little. Yeah, because he's like it's what? weird. It's it's such a weird thing because like you know technically not even technically just literally when they did a New Hope they actually aged up. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, and like I've seen stuff being like. Oh, look, look at, you can, I saw like a meme a while back before this came out and everything, where it was like, Ewan McGregor at, I think Ewan McGregor is 50 now, and then it was like, Obi-Wan, when he was supposed to be 55, right? And so it was Alec Guinness from A New Hope, right? And it was like, look at the difference, because within the five years, you go from um, Ewan McGregor, who's like, still has like, full color in his hair and his beard and everything, and then you have like, uh, Alec Guinness, who's like, white hair, totally white haired, white beard. I don't think that's fair, (laughs) because I bet if I, not even, I know for a fact. Uh, Ewan McGregor's doing some, some colorization there. If he didn't, yeah, everyone does. I mean, it's Hollywood. I'm not, no, no, no disrespect. Good on him or whatever. But they made Alec Guinness's hair white in that, and then Ewan McGregor makes his hair, like, dark and colorful still. So Mm. if you actually, like, showed those two men totally naturally, I bet it would be closer than you'd think. And I also think they have, like, similar kind of faces when you actually, like, look at it. So I think, yeah, actually, making Ewan McGregor look a little more like his age in this one, graying him up a bit, it looks pretty close to like that. It's definitely bridging the gap, because that's the thing people have said forever, right? Is like, he he gets too old too quickly, but I don't, I think it works. The horrible sand planet making him old. Yeah, it would age you more quickly probably, right? Yeah. Like, literally. And the stress. The stress of being a Jedi and being hunted all the time. Killing your friend, your best friend. Yeah. Cutting his legs off. That would, that would, that would weigh on you. Have you seen that um, green text where Obi Wan talks about how yeah. Anakin Anakin's a dick? You said oh, I said it. it's so funny. It's very fun. Yeah, Either a piece of it for then. If you should now, <laughs> and a good friend. <laughs> All right, so we probably should finish. <laughs> All we'll, right. we'll 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 talk more about Kenobi before the year is done. Oh yeah, I mean literally hours we'll, more. Hours more. Uh so we'll- trailer trash. Oh. Oh goodness! The, I, I, know, I'd totally forgotten. That's why I wanted to see. We're at forty-five. That's why. I well, I think the trailer trash is obvious. Yeah, we. The Inquisitors. It's kind of just a real one. It's not a jokey one as much, but yeah. The Grand Inquisitor looks goof. Trailer trash. Trailer cash. Big droid. The droid looks good. Ian Mcgregor looks good. Blaster Obi Wan. He's in it. Uncivilized. They did it. They did. They got. They it. put Ian Mcgregor in a in a. They, they finally so sure did. It. He's gonna make a billion dollars. <laughs> Hopefully, they gave him all the money in the world. They definitely did. He definitely was like, <laughs> guys. I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. You better give me all the money I want and more. I want points in the back end. I want a billion dollars. I want all the all the merch sales. I want Ob- Every time you sell a little Obi-Wan. You know, I was thinking, I have a mask, um, a Halloween mask of Clone Wars Obi-Wan in my house. So when the show comes, I'm going to watch it in the mask to really Very get good. into character. That, no, that's good. And the, and the fun thing about the mask is that it's, it's tight to your face. So if you wear it long, if you take it off, you can feel it where it used to be <laughs> in your face. So you don't know if you're really Obi-Wan. I've got an Obi Wan toy lightsaber around here somewhere. Whip that out. Really get into the spirit. Oh yeah. So anyway, let's mm-hmm. so take out of that into the Batman reactions from other people. Now. Yes, our famous bit where we sometimes do this, where sometimes we talk about a movie, movie the week after we saw it. Yeah. People think. Sorry about the last week's episode, fellas. The audio didn't go great. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry about that. We're the professionals. Please forgive us. Please don't stop listening. And. <laughs> It upset us as well. Instead of, I, I think it was a, it was a travesty, but sometimes you gotta suffer through. Uh, so, my problem with the people who like this movie is the thing I knew I was gonna have a problem with. It's the same reason I don't people who like Dune, and people who like the Snyder Cut, that they think this movie is God's gift to man. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's just another fucking gritty Batman movie. I really, now, preface, I did enjoy this film. You can hear from my audio because it's not screwed up. (laughs) I did enjoy the film, and I thought it has. It's very good, and it's enjoyable to watch. It is not pure cinema, fellas. It's just a darker, grittier Batman. Just like the one 2008. (laughs) Just like the one in 1996. Yeah, I sent you that funny meme. Yeah. the Dr. Manhattan. It's Dr. Manhattan. He's contemplating, and he says, It's 1989. I'm 8 years old. I'm watching a darker, grittier Batman movie. It is 2005. I'm 25 years old. I'm watching a darker, grittier Batman movie. It is 2022. <laughs> I am 40 years old. <laughs> I'm watching a darker, grittier Batman, Batman movie. <laughs> and you shall watch another before your time is done. Oh, indeed. Like, what if they go full circle? What if this is the breaking point, and the next time they decide to reboot it, what if they, just- they do, like, Adam West again. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be all worth it. <laughs> that'd be pretty fun. I, that'd be hilarious. It was just, like, a goofy... It was, like, Polka Dot, man! Where's the one I... S- or Zebra What's his name? Oh, yeah. So, it was... But, yeah, so obviously, a lot of people are going to naturally compare this to, because cause of the whole DC-Marvel animosity there, right? For some reason. Well, the reason is because there's just like an inferiority going on. It should be totally honest, right? I mean, I don't think it's worth arguing about whatever. Just watch the movies you like. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You can discuss it, but don't, like, make it your identity Yeah. With, like, I like DC and Marvel's for children. 100%, right? But there's a lot of dudes who are uh, basically just doing that, and... um. It's like we we I've said this before, but like there's definitely it's easy to fall into like the whole you know actually all the Marvel movies are bad and I'm right because like it's nice to feel like you're right and everyone else is wrong and you're this like smart guy who's got one over on everyone. I understand how people can fall into that. I really do. So like I, I get it when people are like actually the Batman's great and everything else is bad, but they're taking it too far. I I, think s- so. I sent you someone who was like oh people who don't like like because I it was this it was this video where this guy was like yeah I didn't love the Batman because I wished it was a little more fun, right? A little more jokey, a little more lighthearted at points. And everyone was like, oh, like tearing into this guy like he was objectively wrong. First of all, you can't be. I mean, that's just an opinion. That's just an opinion the man has. If he feels that way, that's fine. People are like, oh, so you want it to be a Marvel movie, huh? Everything's gotta be jokes and quips and Marvel movies. Marvel movies have ruined everyone. And this one guy was like, yep, Marvel movies have have ruined everyone for what they think movies are. The Marvel movies aren't cinema like the Batman (laughs) is. ridiculous what a stupid ridiculous thing to say because here's the thing fellas at the end of the day now i hope you're sitting down when you're (laughs) when you're when i say this they're all based on comic books every single one of them are based on comic books batman is a comic book character they're all dumb comic book movies he's a bit he's an orphan who has so much money instead of helping the poor he dresses like a bat beats the and beats the beats shit out of God out of them, <laughs> beats the li- literal God out of people. Like, guys, what are we doing? Like, they. C- if, I think I said this. Either they're all cinema or none of them are cinema because That's they're all the same. I totally agree. Because it's, it's, yeah, this in Venom Two, same level of cinema because they're ba- they're comic book movies. I I hate Venom Two for most people. Right? Yeah. Here's the thing. I can definitely see the merits in this. Right? I think this is a a, a very good. I don't know if we talked about this as much last week. But it's a very, very good-looking comic movie. It really is. There yeah. is, a, I think, a level of polish that a lot of them nowadays do not have, right? Mm. The nature of it is that it's a little less CGI-heavy, and it's one of those things where maybe it's not... I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of CGI in this movie, right? But the types of shots that they are, it's easier for you to believe, right? Like, it's that classic thing of, like, when we're when watching, like, No Way Home, say, right? And they're in the mirror dimension, and Doctor Strange and Super, uh, Spider-Man are fighting... We know that CGI because we know there's no way it couldn't be, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, I'm sure the CGI stuff and this is like a car exploding, right? But a car exploding is is commonplace enough that we can kind of convince ourselves yeah. that it's and just it's weird. dark and it's dark, right? So th- so the the cracks can kind of be covered by shadows. So I think this movie does look very good, and it's and it does seem to have a high level of polish, and the cinematography is well done. Like it's got some interesting stuff going on. There's a lot of cool shots. I think maybe some of it goes a little too long. We, I think I did say that because that probably contributes a little bit to the runtime. runtime. But like, there is some neat stuff, right? Like, I, I think the upside down Batman walking towards you stuff is cool. Um, we talked about how I really like that sequence in the beginning when he's when all the criminals are scared of the dark, right? Yeah. And the coin there is shadows. some some like higher level stuff. I really would say, right? But I don't think that really s- is enough to separate it wholly to be like this is this is cinema and this isn't. Like, I just don't think it works like that. Yeah. Especially in the minds of most people who are more pretentious than we are, right? Yeah. Like, this is not winning over the Martin Scorseses. No one's going to be like, ah, this The Ford Coppolas of the world. Nah, they're dicks. Yeah, and, and like, here's what I want to, like, talk about that. The guy's comment about being more fun and lighthearted. That doesn't necessarily mean more jokes. That just means it doesn't have to be fucking depressing. Because Hmm. people say this movie is just emo Batman. And I I don't, we don't totally agree with that. But I can definitely see people coming from because there's no levity. The only levity there's comes a little. at the end when Batman's like, "Maybe I will choose hope." But like everything else is just like there's a mass murderer, a murderer who just has riddles, and the city is corrupt and it's so broken and bloated and co- like corrupt. I think it's intentional, right? Yeah. We are meant to really. Th- and I saw someone in her. I think it was um, the Cosmonaut Variety Hour. He's a YouTube channel. Yeah, I know that guy. I don't I, like a lot of his opinions. I watched his video, and I watched his video as well. He said something to the effect of like, "Yeah, this it it." And I, actually, I will say this. I did want to bring this up. He talked about how like Gotham in this really felt horrible to the level of like maybe this is the first time they presented a Gotham that seems so bad that you can fully you can more fully commit to the idea of Batman of like yeah. Maybe what this city needs is a costume maniac beating the shit out of people because nothing else is going to work because yeah. it's too far gone kind of thing. And I can kind of see that. And I do think that this bat, this movie presents a much more like interesting and complete version of Batman than I think we've ever seen. Maybe I think maybe the older like way back like the Tim Burton Burton movies kind of presented an interesting view. But then like in the Dark Knight movies, the- I think Batman Begins actually has an interesting thing with gotham and then they kind of abandon it by the dark knight and the dark knight rises where it's just kind of chicago i think batman begins has some interesting stuff with like the narrows and things and then they kind of abandon it and like who could even say what gotham's like in fucking batman v superman right it's kind of nothing it's nothing doesn't really even appear so i do i do agree with that like there's this architecture and the buildings and like the gothic kind of style and then the way it is always shot at like night and stuff and he does interesting stuff with, they do interesting stuff with color, like just a lot of like, like red lighting and stuff. I, yeah. I do think it, you know, that's all cool. I don't remember where I was going with are you saying. Gotham is real. Like it's very, Yeah, it, it's just, it makes sense that Batman is just, the only thing he can do is beat the criminals. Oh, but you're saying, yeah, because it, it does feel like, it, I think being a three hour movie and all, it would definitely drain on you over time and I think it did for us a little as well which is why we at some point we're like oh gosh this movie's going for a while here is because like you said it's not very light or like hopeful for most of the movie right it's just three hours of this horrible dying city yeah and like the, the mass murderers and psychos who come out of it even though Batman's a good guy I mean everybody points out every on every fucking like trendy psychologist under the sun every fucking trendy article I'm like actually Batman's probably insane mm-hmm. like he's, he's an unwell man People yeah. in DC point out, other heroes point out to him, all his villains point out that he's just as crazy as they are. No sane man would do this. No, no sane person. The, even in the movie, the Riddler thinks he's on his side. Yeah. Because the Riddler's kind of on the right track. Because, like, wh- why wouldn't someone who's just as crazy as him dress up like a bat and beat up criminals at night? Mm-hmm. Like, the Riddler is just. He, honestly, the Riddler is in some ways more tame than his combat counterpart because he's not wearing a big question mark and has a little. Yeah. cane in a hat mm-hmm. he's just a guy in a like a f- winter mask yeah so yeah I, I do think it's fair to say that you didn't love the tone of this movie because it's three hours of unrelenting like darkness of like the world but, is over. it's awful. not like don't get me wrong it's not like you know like horrors beyond imagining this isn't like, like Schindler's List or something yeah exactly yeah that's, yes, it's not, like, truly damaging to your psyche or anything, but it's definitely not fun. Definitely a bummer. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer, yeah. So I could. To- I think it's fair to say that you didn't love this movie because it's three hours and it's kind of grim. And, like, that's not, as long as you're not presenting it as an objective um, flaw, Flaw. I don't think it's fair to, like, tell someone they're objectively wrong for having that opinion either. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, we definitely liked it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah. there's definitely people who are running its dick a little too hard, I think. Yeah, and I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I We yeah. talked about off when it came out that I was really, as I went in, I tried to like beforehand, like kind of clear my mind and be like, don't go into it, like wanting to not like it to like dunk on all the fanboys who are going to like love it way too much. But for a while, it was like people already, when the trailers are coming out, be like, this is going to be the most cinematic jerk off fest. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I heard about it with Zack Snyder. I heard it. Well, I mean, Dune, Dune deserved it because Dune looked really good. The story that was lacking. But, like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Especially, and I think I said it in the episode, but I'll say it again. I'm sick of Batman. Like, I I just don't give a shit anymore. I get it. Gotham sucks. I get it. Batman's crazy. I get it. The Joker and the Riddler and Bane and Catwoman, they're all crazy. They all have their issues. I get it. Fucking... Make the Flash movie finally. Get the Flash movie. But the Flash movie is 90% Batman. <laughs> now, so, so much Batman. There's so much Batman. The, Fla- the Flash movie is just like a Batman into the Batverse movie. <laughs> yeah, they literally just Spider Man No Way Home to the Flash movie. But with Batman? They couldn't write the Flash movie, so they went, let's just do Batman, because that will sell tickets, and it will. Then we've been pushed to 2023. Little side boo. tangent, boo. But then we will ev- never come out. That we <laughs> will it's never cursed, ever come out. Poor Ezra Miller. He'll never get that check from DC. Oh no! Oh no! Help stop me! I mean, I don't. I'm, I don't share quite your uh, disdain, and that's fair. I I will. I admit, like Batman. He's pretty good. I think Batman's just fine. I. Th- you know what? I think really I've denied my classic, and I'm sure you've noticed my little character defect is that I hate when people like things too much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And make it my problem. I gotta listen to them because, mm-hmm. like, the people who like Batman, why are they so enthusiastic? Mm-hmm. Not even that. <laughs> Some of them. Like I not say all people because I don't people who like Batman. You know, if you like whatever. They're the kind of some of the really wackos I don't like are the kind of people who like Rick Sanchez a little too much because he's the best yeah. guy and he can do anything. Yeah. It's like, I like stop. It makes me not want to be around because I know you're gonna. you those people are in the wings just wanting to. There's definitely been too much of that for a while, and I would say it's probably more of like a less. Last... 20, 30 years kind of thing with Batman. The whole, his Batman's whole thing of, like, he can beat anyone. He can do anything with enough prep He's time. gone crazy, right? Because, like, yeah. Batman used to be pretty grounded, because he beat up criminals, right? All of his heroes, all of his villains were mostly, like, street-level kind of... Penguin's just a crafts. guy who looks like, who just like a penguin. Really? And then at some point, they decided to make, write it in, I well, you know what it probably was? It was probably The Dark Knight Returns, right? Yeah. It was probably with that, and they were in the 80s, they were like... Batman can do anything. Yeah. Batman can beat up Superman. If he just has to holy have enough prep gosh, time. Holy shit. He has to take armless green arrow to fire a kryptonite arrow he at him. Can, he can kill anyone. He he's can do a anything. god. Batman solos the Marvel Universe. Oh my god. With like, enough Batman, infinite prep time. We see all those all the time. Yeah, exactly. If he enough has prep time, he can beat anyone. Which is goofy. And like, there's too much of that. Where like, Batman's actually the best superhero because he's this. And then he doesn't even have superpowers. He can just beat you up and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. He's kind of like the anti... Superman. superhero, like, the anti-superhero fan superhero of choice, right? Yeah. She'd be like, oh, your all your comic books and all your favorite movies are stupid because my favorite character is Batman, who doesn't have superpowers and he can beat all your favorite characters up. Yeah, So and take I, that. And I feel like the comics have really leaned into it. That's what I mean. He's, like, go, he's just being like, well, I'm, there's like, there's really a part where in one more recent, I think, the Joker War, not the Joker War, something that came up when they replaced Harley Quinn with punchline and punchline does some chemical thing on batman and he hallucinates and he breaks out of it he's like how'd you break out of it and it, this, the panel is literally him and his cape and the cape in the cape just says i am batman like in text and i'm like yeah i get it there's this there's a there's literally a part in a recent comic where he says i can fall asleep in two minutes or and i only need to sleep two hours wake me up i'm like batman are you f- are you for real dude you could beat up all our dads? What What are you on about, buddy? <laughs> There's, um... Stop it. What is it called? Is it Judas Protocol? What's the one? What's the famous Justice League story? It's the one where he's got all those... He can kill the he, whole Justice kill, League? yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's Judas Protocol. Because he portrays them. Yeah. Or he could. He could portray them. Like, yeah, that whole thing. Like, he can kill the whole... He can kill Superman and Water, He can kill them all if he, if he tried. It gets a bit much, doesn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, it's just far too much. Like, what... Yeah, he like beats Darkseid. He just beats up Darkseid. He shouldn't yeah. be able to. He like there's a there's a part in a comic book and an animated movie where they go to Apocalypse and Batman like blu- and like sets off all the chaos pits and like bluffs Darkseid and he's like, "Oh, you're a human. The Kryptonian, the Amazonian could never have done this. Only a human could have." I'm like, "Hold on, fella. Batman just lied. Just like it did something ballsy." Like, Diana is still a human. She's still from Earth. What do you mean she wouldn't? uh, They're not a different, like, race of beings from another planet. Like, what are you talking about? Stop just jerking off Batman. Like, I don't know. Like, I want to like Batman, but it's like, Mm -hmm. make him, just set him back. He doesn't have to be the greatest man ever. He's already, he could just be in the Justice League and be pretty. He could just be the brains, because that's usually what he is. He's a strategist. He's like a genius strategist. Marvel has, has accepted this, right? Hawkeye's there, and he's just Hawkeye. Yeah, he stays in his lane. They're, they never have to go out of their way to be like, Hawkeye can kill the whole... The whole Hawkeye guy. with enough arrows, <laughs> with enough trick arrows, can <laughs> kill the Marvel Universe. Exactly. Actually, if you think about it, guys, he could kill Sentry with his anti-Sentry <laughs> <laughs> arrow. <laughs> no, his anti-Hyperion they never, arrow. They never feel the need to do that, do that. He's got anti-Asgardian magic in his arrow. He got he's it just, from God. He's just him. I looked, by the way, I, I was thinking of, there's a, the Judas Protocol, or the Judas Contract is a is oh, an that's animated a, movie. Yeah, that's a movie with the Teen Titans in it. I think I'm thinking of Tower of Babel is the name of that storyline. I don't know what the, his contingency plans are called. They might just be called the contingency plans. I couldn't yeah. couldn't discover it from my brief googling just now. But yeah, uh, Batman fans can be a little insufferable. Because again, he I think I really think I've kind of if I do say so myself, I think I, I nailed it with that one. Like he's like the anti superhero fan really superhero. So like, there's a lot of people who are being like Marvel sucks. I'm smart because I like this superhero movie. Has. Your superhumans are uh, uh, uh comedic and, and silly drivel for children. Mine has m- a mass murderer in it. Honestly, if Christopher Nolan had made a, su- a Superman trilogy instead of a Batman trilogy, we'd be singing a different tune about Batman. That'd be dope. That would be cool as shit. I'd like. But this. like, if he had made like a ma- okay, a someone ma- make a good superhero movie, a Superman movie, please. Superman one's pretty good. Christopher Reeves. For- it- oh my god, though. How old am I? A million years old? <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Am wow. I to, am I to have that only that until I die, Jack? Is that, if Zack Snyder, if DC has anything to say about it, they took <laughs> out. They went. Here's the best Superman we have, Henry Cavill. Look, and at they him. went. You're fired. <laughs> Get out. That's all right, though. we gonna He's British. G- Get an American back in. That's Get what I'm him saying, back Jack. In. That's what I'm about. But who would play him? I don't know. Steve. I'm not you a, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a casting director, Jack. Don't put that on me. I'll put it on anyone I want. Oh wait! I was gonna say Tom Holland, but he's British. They <laughs> oh, got, no. They're in your mind. Oh gosh! Jimmy Kimmel made joke about that to Robert Pattinson. What? That the British are taking over? Yeah. Good. Good. Take him to task. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, no one's favorite talk show host. <laughs> I've had enough of it. They need to stop taking our roles. <laughs> Coming to our country, Batman's all we have. All right. Batman's the only one. Batman, spider Super- These are these are our heroes. Okay. We don't they're have our mythology. We don't have classic like. Timeless King you, Arthur, James, King Arthur's and and Sherlock Holmes and James Bonds, all right. It might have Johnny Appleseed and Paul Bunyan. Oh, I left? guess we got that. Robert Downey Jr. did go over there and takes Sherlock Holmes from them. <laughs> he, took, he, he grabbed it. He took and him and him and Jude Law. So that's pretty good. We got him back. Maybe we kind of got. Maybe a, they're getting us back for that. It's 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 a battle. It's because a constant that, struggle we have. That, what is it? That movie came out when? Wait, or maybe Jude Law's just British. I actually. think Jude Law's British. Yeah, he's just nobody. So that nobody so, named Jude Law lives in America. So we didn't actually get anyone with that, but... His name's Jude. Yeah, exactly. The only person just, named yeah. Jude is John Lennon's son, <laughs> who, he, s- who he didn't like and neglected. Oh. And Paul McCartney was his surrogate father. That's real. That's why I wrote Hey Jude. So a song? That's why it's the just, song is written. That's oh. written by Paul McCartney as a thing to a son be like, oh. hey, I know your dad's shitty, but it'll be okay. Tough. Yeah, is he, he'd be his wife. John Lennon's not a good guy. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, he told people where he lived in New York and didn't like... We well, um, yeah, I do we got him. <laughs> we got him. Yeah, the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that one. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> on the- also, I just want to say it's at eighty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think of that? I think that's fair for it. Yeah, probably right. Oh, it drops more, so those Batman <laughs> fans can suck it. <laughs> I really gotta stop being so hateful. Eh, maybe I won't. It's my show. I don't care. Do we? I don't. I meant to bring this up last week. I, this is a good time for it. Where Where do you think you rank it among Batman films? I think I. I guess I kind of touched well, on this, but. I'm going to be honest here. I've only seen one other Batman no. film. Wait. I've only ever seen... If we're, count, if we're not counting Batman v Superman and Justice League, I've only ever seen... No. <laughs> I've only ever seen The Dark Knight. I've never seen Batman Begins, The Dark Knight Rises, any of the Tim Burtons. I've seen a couple of episodes of The Adam West Show from the 60s. I didn't know you've, you. How have you never seen Batman Begins? I just haven't. I you just see- skipped it and watched The Dark Knight. Well, my friends are watching The Dark Knight, and I watched it. You don't. I know. But I don't need to watch Batman Begins. I know who Batman is. It's really good. Do you need to watch anything, then, Jack? What are we doing here? Oh my god! We do this every time. I didn't know you didn't. I didn't know you didn't watch. Batman. But <laughs> I told you, Batman Begins is like the best one, maybe. I know, and I believe you. I will watch it. I. I'm not gonna. I'm not avoiding it on purpose. I think it's the idea. Don't get the wrong idea. I'm not avoiding these films because I hate Zack, though I do hate him. Let's make that very clear. But, uh, yeah. I hate to break her heart like this, but I've not. If- you never seen Batman or Batman Returns? No. I don't. I want to. They're on HBO Max, but I have a million things to watch on that, so. I will right, we'll watch them, listeners. So where would you rank it, Zack? Uh, because you've seen the you Batman. Have seen Batman Forever? No, I haven't. Courage Now, Truth Always, Batman Forever? All I know is that Jack Nicholson is Joker, and Michael Keaton goes, You want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. That's pretty good. That's Batman. That's the first one. Right? Batman Forever is this. Oh, Batman Forever is the George Clooney one. No. Which one's that one? That's the third one. It's the Val Kilmer one. Oh. I don't know. I haven't seen any of these fucking movies. Though. Courage now. Truth always. What is it? Batman Ar- Forever. What is it? Stormlight Archives? <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> good That's on what, they, him. what they say in the trailer for that movie. Jim Carrey's the Riddler in that one. Tom Lee Jones is Two-Face. You know what's the funny thing about that? Hmm. Tom Lee Jones hates Jim Carrey. I've heard. They hate each other. They didn't have a good time then. No. Apparently, they met in a restaurant, and Tommy Lee Jones said, I can't sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> that's, that's a ridiculous thing to say to a man. Especially Jim Carrey, comedian. Yeah, I mean, what is, he, what is he meant to do? That's all he does. What do you want the man to do, Tommy Lee Jones? That's ridiculous. That's very funny. And apparently, it was right before their big scene together. I would, So, like I said last week, to, to me famously, to be different here. I like to say Batman Begins is maybe the best one. And I think it is maybe the best one. It's got a bat cave. Dark Knight doesn't have a bat cave. It's got that, it's got that weird bunker thing. Ridiculous. That's not a bat. That's stupid and dumb it's and I hate it. It's not a cave. It's like a weird white bunker room. It's like a... It's like a warehouse. It's like Shut a warehouse. up. <laughs> Shut up, Michael Caine. I hate it. That ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> it's got... I mean, Joker's good. Batman, barely in it. Right? It's barely a Batman movie. It's more a Joker film. It's more of a, just a Joker movie. Batman is just along for the ride. There's no Liam Neeson he's in that a, one. He's already began. At, he's at, already uh, began. I think Batman Begins is great. I think it's a really good origin. I like his whole, like, I uh, found something in the darkness and that thing is me. I am the knight. I'm vengeance. I'm, I'm going to make them scared. I'm going to beat up some men in China. In Tibet, or wherever he is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat them up in a Chinese prison. Um, or Tibetan prison. Or Tibet Tibetan prison. I don't, I don't remember where the prison is. And they're like, you stole all this stuff. You stole all this stuff from, from Bruce Wayne. He's like, I am Bruce guys i'm mr wayne i didn't steal from my company they're like you're going to prison forever and then he's in the league of shadows he's fighting liam neeson on like ice i don't know i think it's great i think it's very fun that movie does have the dumb end because they're gonna microwave the city. <laughs> silly but they all have kind of silly ends it's not it's no less it's no more dumb than the end of dark knight rises so i would say for me probably still probably still batman begins at first but like i'm i'm, I'm trying to you know not lean too much into recency bias but Mm. it's definitely close i think i think this could very well be the best one and then probably dark Knight because i like to be different and everyone's been riding the dark knight's dick for too long so i do like the dark Knight. it's kind of got to put it in its place i'm putting the dark Knight above it despite you all right it's the only on. two bad movies i've ever seen that's that's true balance isn't it yeah and, and aren't we just a duality of man and then like I, people like those older ones but i can i could not in good conscience put those very high i like batman forever most of them though because nostalgia also, I think Val Coomer is cool. He looks cooler in the mask than... What's his face does? Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. Also, I think maybe he's a better actor. Than Michael Keaton? Yeah. Just overall. I don't know. Val Coomer's pretty great, man. It's tough. They're both very good. They're both very good. No both very good. He was in... He was in Birdman. They won an Oscar, I think. Yeah. And they won Oscar. Maybe. He We're was wrong. nominated for sure. Definitely. Batman and Robin stuff are the worst one, though. Don't get me wrong. But Arnold Schwarzenegger it, is Mr. Freeze. It is goofy that in Batman Forever... He gets Robin, and Robin, like, even in that movie, or, er, yeah, in Batman Forever, he's already, like, a 26-year-old man. He's like, I'll be your sidekick, Batman. <laughs> so. The back credit card, Zach. That's Batman and Robin. That one's goofy. That, that one's when it really jumps, jumps ship. You jump the check. But they get a Batgirl on that one. That's kind of fun. But then they also, he's got the Bat nipples on his suit, and that's silly. That's very silly. Alfred dies, and he becomes an AI. Probably,
1: Probably did Robert, that.
0: Robert Pattinson had to wear that George Clooney suit for a screen test. That's funny. They just have one. They just have it. They were like, put it on. You're Batman. Very good. Apparently, I have another story about that. Apparently, Robert Pattinson obviously auditioned for Batman while he was filming Tenet. and I think before he knew he got the role, or he just found out Christopher Nolan went. We're oh, also getting Batman. He was like, how did you know that? I didn't tell anybody. He's like, I'm Christopher Nolan. They're, they tell <laughs> everything about Batman. That's I'm fun. Batman guy. That's very fun. That he. He's like, how did you? What? How did? You, where'd you come from? Good for him. Because Christopher was like, I've actually made the perfect Batman trilogy. So I think it's got enough juice, though. It's gonna—they're gonna make sequels and all, so that'd be good. I wouldn't mind seeing this universe prevail for sure. Less than three hours, though. Make the movie shorter. Yeah, make another one. Less than three hours, somehow. Two and a half, maybe. Two new, and cha- a half. new challenge for you, Matt Reeves. Make the make your Batman movie less than three hours challenge. And maybe one scene where he saves a kid in a family, and they like him. He does that at the end. Yeah, but in the middle, though, he's well—he didn't know that he should be saving kids until the end of this one. That's that fair. was his arc. He was like, "Oh gosh, maybe I should have been helping people." <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have continued to refer to this city as a cancer or whatever <laughs> maybe that doesn't help maybe my mindset's hurting this hmm interesting <laughs> wow Alfred it's like I've learned the intrinsic value of a human life alright see you later Alfred you're not my dad though <laughs> and he's like oh no I'm Gollum he's gonna be nice to Alfred now now Alfred can actually be on his team because he's like he's gonna be nice now he's gonna be like, Alfred, I'm not gonna so Alfred's myself. gonna be his guy in the chair now and be like Mr. Wayne I've got them on the back computer Master Wayne Got them in the. Are they gonna do a ba- Robin? We haven't done Robin. We... Okay, here's the thing. They've never properly done Robin because of the thing I just said, goofy old Robin, and then they they didn't attempt it. Well, they attempted it. Most the most dumb Robin is the Dark Knight Rises Robin, where it ends and he's like, "I'm Robin," <laughs> but his name his, his name, it's name so Robin. stupid because he's also a grown man. He isn't. He doesn't become his teenage sidekick Robin. He becomes the new Batman. Is like the implication his legal name just happens to be robin which is not a, a boy's name if you, if we're being honest yeah so dumb so dumb so that's the worst rap <laughs> and then it probably goes dead jason todd right Bad Mr. man. from or dead whoever that is i think it's supposed to be jason todd oh, they said yeah but then you wonder where dick grayson is but whatever or tim Drake. well jason todd's before tim Drake, so you can yeah. be like he stopped because joker yeah up. you can stop and then yeah um, and then it goes, what's-his-face from Batman and Robin, because he's goofy and too old. They should do a real Robin. I would like to see that. Who, would, who should they get as Robin? Probably unknown. some unknown. No, he's too old. I mean, start playing Spider-Man. Make him just make him do all the sidekits. He can't be. No, but he has no. to. He should be, like, young. They should actually get, like, a f- 15, 16-year-old, or if not younger, to actually be, like, a little boy gymnast, like, hopping around. Be like, hey, Batman. Oh, <laughs> holy strawberries, Batman. We're really in a jam. Like, man, but like do to it th- if they're gonna do it they may as well do it real and like face the implications of like Batman's conscripted a child into his into crusade his crusade of contempt oh yeah that bit like that's good That's like, that's got that's got good potential when they when they decide they want to actually like pursue that mm-hmm. that line that like line of of reasoning there that like what you're doing is wrong because he's is a child and you're like involving him in this war it doesn't it doesn't you know work when it's just a grown man who like willingly decides it's more Yeah, who's an adult who's got like a mortgage he's gotta pay mm-hmm just so. Batman. Could they get other Bat-families? Get them all in, probably. That's too many people in the Bat-family. Yeah, but they could get some of them. Get Batwoman. Get Bat a Batwoman a Batgirl. That guy with oh, the a bat powers. Batgirl. It's Gordon's daughter. But the Bat-show. The Batgirl movie's coming out. But Brian yeah. Fraser is Firefly. That's true. So they probably aren't going to do that anytime soon. No. Get a Robin, though. I would like to see a good Robin. I would like to... Who Who else can they... I mean, the thing is, like, Batman, again, he really has always kind of been dark and gritty. See, uh, you know... You give Damien, make him have a... You uh, can do I don't, don't, don't want to do Damien, though. You don't like Damien? I big No, I like Damien a lot, but I don't think Damien works as the first one. That's you shouldn't true. skip to Damien, is what I'm saying. No, he's kind of supposed to be the last Robin. Yeah, and he's the most recent one, so he gets the most played lately. Yeah. Every movie and everything is a Damien, so do one that's not Damien again. That's what I say. Well, you don't have to agree. Makes sense. Make Gordon the commissioner. Jeffrey Irons. I mean, there's, a, there's no one in it, right? Yeah. They killed the commissioner in this last one. So killed the DA. They killed all the guys. You can do a lot of um. That that pays away for Harvey Dent as well, doesn't it? Oh yeah. He can be the new DA. Oh, a lot of potential. A lot of Two Face. Again, like I said, all the Batman villains are pretty much dark and gritty. So you can all you can shove them all in your dark gritty universe. I mean, some of them less so. Like it is hard to do Mister Freeze very seriously. Is it? Unless why it's like, my wife, I'm sad. That's like serious, but he's st- that he's part still of it. a goofy it, man. But he's still a. a, f- a icicle man. man in like a Spaceman suit with a big glass gun. dome and a, and a freeze gun, which doesn't work. Or really. face. He's just a big clay monster. Yeah, that doesn't work either. But you can do like. Yeah, definitely Two Face. You can do Hugo, Hugo Strange. Yeah. Yeah. You most of the other ones. A lot of them. We got Penguin, we got Riddler. You got Poison Ivy. You do Harley Quinn, Joker. Yeah, Joker. We're probably going to do Joker next, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like. So sick I'd tired. say don't do Joker enough. I'm so sick and tired of Joker and Batman. I'm sick and tired of them all. You can do Scarecrow even. Like I think Scarecrow works. Scarecrow works. Like Ven like like Scare- Fear Toxin is like out there conceptually, but it's not like it's not that hard. Yeah. I can get, we can get on board with like Fear Toxin. Just do Killian Murphy again. Yeah, may as well. Just bring him back. Be like, actually, once you finish Oppenheimer, come do Scarecrow again, Killian Murphy. I mean like famously, the point of the long Halloween Was to bridge this gap in Batman's history, which is like, when did Batman go from mob, just beating up mobsters to these like full on insane costumed criminals? And this movie doesn't do as much of the comic even, because in the comic, it's pretty full on. I think the comic has Poison Ivy and uh, I think The Long Halloween has one of the origins of Two-Face and it has Joker and it has Penguin and Riddler. Like, I I think it's got Scarecrow. I think it's got a lot of them going on already. Right. Yeah. This one doesn't quite have, but um, they could definitely do. They could definitely bring over some of the more like grounded ones and, and use them. I guess the other thing is like, which ones haven't they used yet? I, they've they've done them pretty thoroughly between all the different movies, but there's got to be a couple. When, when's the last time they used the Mad Hatter, Jack? I don't think they ever. should. What about Man Bat? What about Man Bat? Is that too goofy? Does it, need, is, it is it not dark and gritty enough? I feel like you can make a horrific Batman, Man Bat, running around fighting Batman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or make that Bat Demon under Gotham. They haven't actually ever really done Killer Croc in live action. Well, they did that Suicide Squad. Yeah, but he's not like a. Yeah, but he's not a Batman villain. They've never used him as a yeah. Batman villain. That honestly, if if they just had a movie with Man Bat and Killer Croc running around eating people, it'd be pretty horrific. That's pretty dark and greedy. Yeah, a big crocodile man eating people in the sewers, and a bat, and a man who is a bat, a humanoid Batman running flying around mm-hmm. b- fighting other human Batman. Wow, well, like you said, Harley Quinn's bat. They could do Harley Quinn. They could do Joker and Harley. People Quinn. love Harley Quinn. People love Harley Quinn. <laughs> Joker, hey Joker, and Harley Quinn, their goals, yeah. She's his queen or whatever, and... and God help anyone who hurt his queen, something like that, yeah. Jared Leto use, using method acting as being a dickhead. Everybody, I just they really probably shouldn't. They don't. They probably don't need to do Joker again already. But I don't. Who's going to stop them? I can't. I'm powerless. I'm powerless. They made it. They made Joaquin Phoenix the Joker. Why did they make that movie? The movie's not good as a Joker movie. All right. You're probably rambling a bit, Jack. What do you think? Now we're always rambling. I think we should have a take out of that into. Romeo and Juliet plus American Racism. Yes. Or as Steven so, Spielberg called it, West Side Story. <laughs> because there's nothing else to watch, so we decided to watch this. And because Zach had already watched it. So in the lead up here to the Oscars, we just decided it was on there. I think we we said maybe in the next couple weeks, because there's also less to watch slash talk about. We'll watch some of the other things that HBO Max has. Not all of which are from this year. A lot of them are like previous Oscar movies. Right, Which yeah. maybe we'll just watch for the heck of it too. Who cares? yeah but yeah i talked about it a little bit when we did our end of year thing last year because i saw it at the end of last year when it came out but yeah West Side story what did you think jack because we'll get yours because you're fresh i am fresh i finished watching it this week i thought it was um pretty good i thought it was a little humorous how the first scene is all the jets doing a little jazz music and they're doing ballet jumps and then they just do racism yeah. They just, uh, well, because they're like, we're meant to believe that they're criminal. Like, they're actual like, gangbangers. Gang yeah, they're gangbangers who have switchblades and just yeah. go mess with Puerto Ricans and their little Puerto Rican community they have. Even, yeah, and they're like, get out of here. You're not American. Even though Puerto Rico, territory of America. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, they are. Technically Americans. Oh, they're Americans in every sense. Not only are they like migrants, they've like come to America, and so they're Americans now regardless, but they were Americans to begin beginning because Puerto Rico just Americans. Just Those are all just American America. citizens. Yeah. But they look different, and they talk, and they speak in Spanish, so they're like, hey, stop it. Riff. Well, when you're a jet, you're a jet for- For life. From your first cigarette to your last nine, nine breath. breath. Sperm to worm. Hmm? Hmm? When you're a jet, you're a jet, Jack. Womb to tomb, sperm to worm, fellas. So what are you going to, like, I mean, can you blame them? Uh, I can probably blame them <laughs> being racist. Yeah, probably Jack. But they're all racist, to be fair. They are all racist. Is it equally racist? I though? mean, like, is I, it fair to be equal? Is it fair to say they're both racist? Because uh, yes, maybe the other ones have better. Because <laughs> it's like they kind of started it. Uh, yeah, I maybe I think the it's one of those I think scenarios. The sharks. Also, I thought it was strange they're called the sharks, not like the tiburones, which, Spani- which is Spanish, which is Spanish for sharks. The word shark in Spanish. I would assume they would have been used the Spanish word. Also, I well. Kinda wish I knew what they were saying in Spanish. Just had... remember, this well, I play was written by Americans, so yeah. What are they gonna know? I guess they just wrote Spanish dialogue, and we're like, we don't need people to know what they're saying. Uh, but I, you know, I thought it was. good. I thought it was. It looked very nice. Like the look. Sh- it looked, it looked st- very nice. Steven Spielberg. I mean, right? Yeah, he directed the shit out of this movie. He, re- he fucking was like, I'm gonna, direct, I'm gonna be fucking Steven Spielberg about this, and he. Was, it was great. It's okay. So well, okay. Let me let me bring some structure here, Jack. What do you think of? Are you a big musical guy generally? Not usually. I don't really seek them out. I've, like, seen them, because we've talked before. I was, in, I was in stage crew and such, so I was mm-hmm. always watching the That's musical. Oh, That's point, a good point. Have you ever seen any version of West Side Story? Nope. Because I would say West Side Story, one of the, right, one of the, yeah. like, quintessential musicals. One of the Mount Rushmore. If you live in a, in a vaguely populated area, any given year, there's probably some high school within spitting distance of you that does West Side, West Side Story. Story. So, okay, so... I guess the this next question is the same regardless what did you think of the music then and the singing and whatnot uh I thought it was all good it it just very much reminded me of every musical I've ever seen like all the songs like sounded like a musical song which you know not it's not a point against the movie because it's a musical well the thing about it is it was it's, it's a it <laughs> is a Steven Sondheim musical uh, okay I just want to make sure I thought I was nine percent sure so he and he's like the they call him like the fucking whatever they call him, the father of modern musicals or whatever. Like they the say, he, McGraw? the what? The Cobb McGraw, Krav McGraw, Krav yeah, Israeli martial arts, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> what are you saying? Ignore me, continue. He's like the father. They say he like redefined the musicals, right, right. for the modern age. So I think it's fair to say that like most a, a lot of musicals are following his Footsteps. lead on that one. And so, this movie is from... This musical is from, like, the 50s or whatever. So, like, you know... And the music is largely unchanged and all. So, you gotta... I definitely see what you mean, but that's because, like, this is... This set the trend, if anything. Yeah. This is the quintessential one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah, because I was watching it, because I'm vaguely familiar with, like, the rhythm of a musical song, of, like, a song in a musical. I was like, alright, it's gonna... Like, they're gonna sing it like this, and it's gonna build, and then it's gonna do this, and then it's gonna... This is the point in the song where... They talk they sing over each other. This is the part yep. of the song where there's four of them and they're all singing little words. This is the part of the song where the guy who was getting sung at is singing the same lyrics back to the other guy. Like it's all I can see it clearly like a like a pattern. But you know, again, it's a musical. I'm not I'm not ducking yeah. I'm not nothing against it, I think is the idea. Uh one thing I do wish is that the scenes where they're speaking Spanish, there was just subtitles or something. I understand what they're saying. I get that might be the point that you only understand the English parts and the Spanish is not important. You gotta speak it. You gotta speak it to know it, I guess. Yeah. But having taken Spanish, I rec- I, it was annoying because I was like, these all th- some of these words I know. Like, I know what the <laughs> word is, but I don't know the whole sentence, so I'm like, I only really wish I just didn't know Spanish or knew Spanish completely and not this like horrible in-between of American mm-hmm. high school. There you go. Oh, I like in this one, I definitely like the kind of fun songs a lot more than like just the standard. Like, the fuck, the one where they're in the church and they're just singing about how much they love each other. I couldn't give a fuck about that one. Oh god, I don't care.
1: They, I don't you care just about that met song. each other. At a I get dance.
0: it. I get it. You love each other. Like I don't. I don't know if that song really did much for me. But like, I think the America song is great. You love that one. That one definitely gets stuck in your head. It will really get stuck in my head, at least. The Mamba part where they're all the dance. America. That one's fun, right? Yeah, I like that one. That one's cool. Um, and I like I like the back and forth of that one. The whole like. Everything's free in America. For a small fee in America. Yeah, they're all just do that. It's great. Yeah, it's very fun. It's fun um, time. and I like also the Officer Krupke one. That I like they're that like, one. I'm destroyed. He's and they're sending him around. Yeah, that's to very good. He's the prison. He's got to send him to prison. Got to send him to the social worker. No, he's just he's just wrong. No, he actually is just a dick. <laughs> Turns out it's all their fault. Like, that's the... that's fun. That's some good yeah. commentary, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's cutting. It a lot about our society. It says like a lot about our society in 1958 57. or whatever. It's funny how maybe not a lot of that has changed. Right. Well, so that's that's something I, I I will say that I think is interesting about this movie or any anything of this sort of ilk, right? So when West Side Story came out in 1958, I think it was the f- musical, it was just a contemporary musical, right? Yeah. It just took place now. In the modern day. In they, their, that modern day. They just dressed like they would and all that. But as time has gone on, well, like, frankly, that applies to the original musical as well. That musicals, are the, sorry, I meant the original film, which is also from, like, 1961 or whatever. Mm. But now you have, like, this one, or if you're doing, like, modern stage adaptations of it or whatever, where it's now become, like, nostalgic, right? It's, like, it's suddenly a period piece, which I always find is an interesting um, progression of a story, like, the type of things that, like, they. They make that jump where, like, they just kind of modernize it. Or the things that they they keep old school is always cool to see um, Mm. for me. Because, and it's cool for, like, coming from a director like Spielberg, right? Because this is, like, his childhood. Yeah. Yeah, Like, he was, this is almost even before his time. But, like, he would have been quite young. He would have been alive, though, when, like, this first came out, right? So, it's cool to see it from, like, his perspective because this is nostalgic for him, right? Right. He's making a movie about, like, when he was young, which I think is an interesting concept. And I think it's it's often what keeps these types of stories alive, right? Is like nostalgia. It's like we talked about with um, what did we see? We saw when we saw like Licorice Pizza, right? Like that was set in that director's childhood. <laughs> and there's 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 tons of examples. Of that. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of it right now. But there's some other movie I'm I'm thinking of that's from like the '60s. It's the same kind of thing where like maybe, maybe it's Grease. Maybe I'm just thinking of Grease. Like when yeah. Grease came out, right? It was a it was like 20 years removed from when it actually takes place. And it's because the people making it were being nostalgic for when they were young. And, like, there's this constant cycle that happens, which I find interesting. I'm always like... looking back to when you were younger. And it's always, like, about two decades back, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in the 70s, the 50s were nostalgic. And in the in the 80s, 80s, the, 80s. 60s, the 60s, right? That's why, like, Back to the Future, they go back to the 60s or whatever it is. And like... they have a white man right Johnny, be good. That's right. They steal it right from him. They take it right from him. And there's, like, this constant sort of cycle, which I, I find to be kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really like about the movie, uh, just the theming of it, is how, uh they're just destroying the slums. And I think in the first scene after the when that lieutenant shows up, he goes, "Fellas, you're fighting over like sold land. Like you guys are fighting over this land that's being destroyed around you, mm-hmm. and you got nowhere else to go. Like you're fighting for nothing." I like the end. Like yeah. at the end, after, when um, Gino gets the gun and he's he's going crazy and he's trying to shoot somebody. The one guy is like he's like the one voice of reason that stood out to me in this movie. He's like, hey, like, how about you not? What's who's the what's the brother that dies? What's he called? Uh, Bernardo. Yeah, and he's like Bernardo died. Like he he couldn't see beyond this one neighborhood. Like he thought the whole world was his neighborhood, and he's dead now, and he got nothing. Like maybe don't. Yeah. Like there, there's more to the world than this. Yeah, and and uh, but it's it's very interesting that scene because those four guys like Oh, uh, Bernardo's like a he like he he's a strong man. He fought, and then Chino's like no, he was an idiot. Like, Bernardo yeah. was a fool. He thought this was so important. And then they he immediately goes, like, but now I have a gun and now I can change it. <laughs> Which I think, while it's like, well, that's silly, Chino. I think that's kind of, the, it's supposed to be, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because clearly none of them are thinking clearly. Yeah. like Chino's Well, like, except that one guy. Well, the, the one guy was like, well, hey, we were just kind of hey, kidding about on. that. <laughs> don't do that. He's like, mm, don't follow me. He's like, damn. Um, But, yeah, that awful scene, another awful, when she's just, that one, late um, Bernardo's girlfriend, mm-hmm. wife just comes into the shop oh. and they yep. just attack her and then she's like you know what i'm just gonna tell her maria's dead it's like why did they do like yeah I'm, i read so i was like reading all and like people's opinions and things after i saw it and um yeah someone pointed out that like there's every the, the all the circumstances of this movie is just like it's just because there's all this hate yeah, right and so like it's it's on all other. it's just everyone like it's not just like the gangsters against each other it's it permeates all of this right mm. like There's at every level, somebody makes some decision to just be spiteful and that's what causes the entire chain of events, right? Like, down to that, right? Like, the fact that they are so like, hateful and detached from it that they were like, literally gonna rape her for no reason, right? And then she, and maybe, again, like, deservedly so, but like, now she is is spiteful about it and so she's like, alright, well, I'm gonna fuck everything up myself here. I'm gonna throw a wrench in the works. And it's just that all the way down. Yeah. And like, it's really, you know, it's it's pretty sad like it's unfortunate like it really you definitely get that sense of like it's just they're they're tearing each other down continuously again for nothing like they're not fighting for anything like noble or yeah. important right here's another thing that i was thinking when i was watching it maybe like when riff gets stabbed uh probably could have lived leave the knife in the cops are about to show up go to a hospital probably fix him right up the knife will hit. what it was like right in his, was like it? right in the center of his chest. Right here, I couldn't tell where it was. Wasn't it? I thought it was. No, it's pretty good. I don't know. It's pretty good. in you, though? Do you live something like that? If you leave it in, probably. Do you live a good knife wound? I've always heard this about knife fights. This doesn't apply to this once because it's it's like a movie knife fight, and then they just kind of it's just a, it's just like two stabs. But yeah. I always heard about like knife fights that they're basically they're just horrible to be in. Oh yeah. Well, uh, once I'm like oh, I was thinking about that because we talked about it before. When you can't like... win a you can't handily win a knife fight, right? You're getting cut. Because if you can get, there's no scenario, it's not like you can be masterful like with your, with your fencing, like it's a sword or something. It's close quarters. It's, if you get close enough to stab him, he's close enough to stab you and there's just no way around that. And if you stab him, he's got enough time to stab you right back. The thing I was going to say is I've heard that in a knife fight, someone dies there and then the, the winner dies there, or sorry, the loser dies there and the winner dies on the way to the hospital. (laughs) Because you're both full of, full of blood stab holes. All that blood's inside you, but not in the right places. Mm Mm-mm. Um, another thing I think was weird We're not This isn't greatly structured But we're just gonna do things I thought was weird Cause the music. musical yeah, I mean, this movie's like Months old So Yeah Tony kills Bernardo Maria's her. His love of his life's Brother Right And yes. then he pulls up on Maria And is like I killed your brother I'm gonna turn myself In the police I feel awful about this And she goes No don't go Let's have sex in my room You killed my brother And I think that's hot I'm like I guess it's supposed to be A movie And they're like So in love It doesn't matter But like I don't know, man. That was your brother. That guy just killed your brother. You just met this guy. You met him a day ago. You went on one day with him to a museum where he said, I'm gonna marry you and said you were beautiful in Spanish. And you are like, he's so charming. Yeah, but like I I totally get you, obviously. But uh yeah, it's just a movie movie. You gotta, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's Well it's kind of we didn't we haven't really said this out loud yet. I think pretty much most people who know this movie know this, but it's Romeo and Juliet, right? Right. Oh yeah. no, you did say that up top, of yeah. course. But yeah, like it's literally just an adaptation, essentially, of Romeo and Juliet. So it's got all those trappings, right? Like yeah. they fall in love in a night, and they're forbidden, but they they're gonna run away together, and yeah. then both die. The misunderstandings lead to the the downfall and everything. And Riff is just um which which one's the, his friend in that? Can't Is it Mercutio? Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's lit. Yeah, and like yeah, Juliet's brother kills Romeo's best friend. we believe all, seen, and then he kills. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, as we know, Roman Juliet is based on an older story of some guy and another girl and a lion is holding her dress oh? so he kills himself. You know that? No. Like, it was like an older story. I don't remember the names, but basically it's a forbidden love and like the girl like rips her dress, trying to run away on like a thorn bush and bleeds onto it, and then the lion comes and gra and is like holding it in its mouth and it's all bloody. So this her boyfriend thinks that she's been eaten by that lion, so he kills herself he kills himself. She finds him dead and goes, Well, I know what I got to do, and then does it. So as we, I mean, we might go on this thing again. There are no new stories. We're just telling oh, yeah. the same seven stories. And basically, if you think about it, we're just telling seven samurai. Oh, kind of. Every, no, th- in a- every movie is really just seven samurai. In a very real way. They are. They are. Justice League, seven of them, seven samurai. This is the thing I was thinking of before. but it's, So it's got Chino. Everyone contributes to the end because Chino wants to murder Tony because he's mad about Tony killing Bernardo, right? Anita lies and says that Maria is dead, leading Tony to seek his own end, which she does because they harass and, like, almost rape her, which would cause her not want to help, and the they're, other reason she's angry is that Tony killed Bernardo because Bernardo killed Riff, despite Tony trying to stop it. Riff called the war because racism and their turf. Maria wants Tony to stop it, and in trying to urge him to stop it, Send he gets him involved there. and ultimately, like, kind of... In a sense, like, that, that whole situation dissolves as a result of it, right? Because mm-hmm. he's there, and then all of a sudden they want to fight him, but he doesn't want to fight, so Riff is going to fight, and then all that. And then, like, Tony distracts him <laughs> at the worst moment possible yeah. and gets him killed. Um so, like, let me go, and then he, right into a knife. Lets him go right into a knife. So, like, it's just everyone just makes the worst decisions. They could <laughs> possibly make. And it's just it all crumbles. Like, and they're mean to that girl who wants to be part of their group. Yeah, they are mean to her. Not, not, not much comes with that, though. Nope. I will say, people are like, I don't know. I don't, I think in the, I don't remember, I'm trying to think. I, there's like some very, she, they, they like did something different with that character than is traditionally done in the, the play, I think, but I don't, or the, whatever, the stage musical, but I don't remember what, so I will not speak on it, but she's there. I was going to say, I like, well, we haven't really talked much about the cast specifically. I meant to ask you earlier, do you think that they're good singers? Because people were critical of Ansel Egort's singing, but it's one of those things I just can't, Doesn't never stands out to me. It's I gotta it. be real bad. I got no. It's it's like CGI. I don't know enough about it to yeah, pinpoint it. Right? It's good enough. It's better than I could probably do. Oh, I guess we should have brought this up earlier. But I, we before the show, I was you like people have been saying that um, Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson don't actually have good chemistry in the Batman, and we just it's just I don't not, know what that means. It just doesn't does stand that out mean? to me. They're actors. They have to be. You have to be really stilted and like very wooden. St- for it to stand out to me, otherwise I was like, oh, they seem pretty good to me. Yeah, they. It's a similar thing. I don't think Ansel Legort is like offensively poor at singing. I think that I think some of that is like Ansel Elgort's been canceled now or whatever. So has he? Yeah, maybe. So I think people. I think that's people wanting to be like he sucks. What would he do? I don't know, man. Fair Look enough. it up. I not like, gonna play Let's her. not get into it. That's fine. <laughs> he's maybe canceled or whatever, so. I think people online want to be like, yeah, he sucks, anyways. But I don't think he's actually that bad. I think the girl's a very good singer. Um, I think they all. Pretty good at singing. What do we think they do at acting? What do you think of the cast? I like them. I thought they were good actors. Yeah, I think everyone's cool. Yeah, I like the I like all the like all the jets. accents. Yeah, just yeah. And it the the officer comes like, "You guys better stay here. Don't do anything." <laughs> it's there's that hooker there. Aaron or Cross. Yeah, it's fucking what's he called? Yellow Jacket. Hey, no, Jack- we, oh Jacket. Oh, I'm thinking the different guy. The not not the officer. Um. The the like lower level cop who yeah up first officer Krupski. oh that is Krupski, okay officer Krupski. or uh, yeah. and they and they just then they let him run away they throw all their papers in the air and he comes back and it's destroyed and they go Time to, let's do it it's good fellas that frankly that's on them why would you leave them unattended yeah. like that why would you leave delinquents unattended why wouldn't you just lock them in the cells yeah yeah probably just lock them up in that cell yeah like that that woman of the night did <laughs> yeah. Which was smart mm-hmm. of her to be like, these are rambunctious teens. Look at them; uh, <laughs> they might do something bad. So I'm gonna lock myself in this cell so they can't get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think of? What did you think of the monologue at the end? That's like my favorite part of any that was good story. No, no, that was good. It, uh, the it was I think a nice, nice twist on it. She was like, you know what? I'm gonna end the cycle. It kind of nice. lives or dies on that. I think. I, yeah, I think it's hardcore. Oh yeah, she's like, how many bullets left? Chino? how many bullets are left? So I can, how many of you can I kill and then kill? Both, and then still have one left for me, Chino. It's like holy shit! Yeah, whoa! Like, you know what? It ends here. I'm not gonna let this destroy. Well, so everything. that's a twist, right? Yeah. So they don't. She doesn't die at the end, right? Juliet doesn't die at the end of this one. What do you think of that? I like it. I think it's more impactful. I think so she's got to live with it now, which oh. is rough, right? Her yeah. brother and her and her supposed love of her life are dead within the span of like two days here. Yeah. Everything, everything she thought she had is just like all has come to ruin. All has come to ruin. Like that's that's pretty grim. Oh, yeah. How do they live with that? How do any of them live with that? Because like, I think she really gives them quite the wake-up call in there, and they're like, oh god, this is stupid. What yeah. we've been doing is dumb, and now our friends are dead, and we have to carry this with us for the rest of our lives. I did like how they all carry them in the end. That's a pretty good. Huh? One thing I, I thought could have been a little different, and I think it's is a personal opinion, but is how her song, she's talking about how she loves Tony, comes after he kills Bernardo, and they have the gang fight, and I, and I do see why it's cut in that way, so you like you see this, like, horrible event happen where, like, Tony tries to stop it and the war happens and Riff dies and Bernardo dies. And then it's, like, Maria's super excited. But I, I feel pretty. I feel pretty. But I almost feel like it could work a little bit better if she has all this stuff and we go and we go into that scene being, like, oh, Maria loves him. Tony's going to do what they want. And then it all goes horribly wrong. And then we, like, see Chino meet up with her and tell her, you know what I mean? I, I can definitely see it both ways. I like it, the way it's presented. Cause yeah, the whole time I'm just thinking like, oh my god, her brother's dead, and she doesn't yeah. know. Like, she's. No I think idea. It, that it was really good. Like that, she's just like, having a normal day. and I'm like, oh my god, someone's gotta tell her. And then Chino's like, hey, your brother's dead. But it's dead. It's me, good guy Chino. I go to night school. I'm an accountant. I'm, I'm gonna fix typewriters or I'm gonna fix, fix adding, adding machines. machines. <laughs> but that'll be future proof. But need, people need me f- adding forever. machines repairmen's forever. <laughs> they'll need it forever, they'll never invent computing on their own. <laughs> The Human uh, mind is the greatest computing device in history. Something like that. Something like that.
1: Is else? Um, right, so like,
0: overall, what, what would you give it? Let's, let's do a, Let's do the same thing where we sometimes give it out of ten and sometimes don't, or something. I, think, we, I think we've done that once. <laughs> That's why it's so sporadic. That's what you get on this show. <laughs> sporadic, not structure. Um, actually, s- scratch that. That's lame. No, we did it. We did. Um, we did. What did we? We did one of them out of seven. Remember? You <laughs> do it out of seven. We, what did we do out of seven? Oh, shit. There was some movie in like the first 15 episodes we did. I was going to say scratch that. I got a new one for you. Okay. Will it or will it not win Best Picture? What are the options? Power of the Dog. This movie. Oh my god, I got to know everything else. All right, well, on, I got to know what it's up against. I. Well, that's... Oh, oh, do you have to make an informed decision Oh, before you just say something goofy on our show? Oh, jeez. Okay. I wish I was editing so I could cut you out. <laughs> the f- fate is not aligned such. For Best Picture, we have Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, Dune, Drive My Car, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, and Coda. It's a lot of movies. Yeah, I don't like a lot of those movies. I don't think a lot of them should win Best Picture. I I like Licorice Pizza. I don't think it should win Best Picture. I think, honestly, out of the movies that I've seen, I think this one is the best one. It's got the juice behind it, I think. It's got... It's just shot... Spielberg. Spielberg. It's shot very well. It's classic. It's literally a movie that the last one they did won Best Picture. So Maybe he just wanted to win Best Picture it's again. It's got, like, racism, which they love that. They eat that shit up.
1: <laughs> I love racism. <laughs> they love it
0: when you're dressing, you're, you're holding up a, a mirror to America. But it's a, it's a mirror we hold up every time. It, well, yeah. And it's, I mean, apt every almost every time. I'm not saying it's unpointed. Now there's something to be said about the fact that this is, like, very uh, apt in still, time it's period. It's still kind of just How it is. Curious. Our cities are being, our poor cities are being torn down and replaced with newer, fancier things, and the minorities and the poor whites among them are fighting each other. Tales all this time. Tales all this time. Strong song is no, always. We haven't run. solved it yet, have we? So no. they might as well keep remaking West Side Story. <laughs> Steven Spielberg keep. Maybe one day we'll make it. when We make movies. He's incredible, though. God, it really does look great. I don't know if you we. Know, but it really he did does. a very good job directing this movie. I don't know when they're like when. I, like the scenes where they're like in full sun look really good like i don't know the way the sun bounces off everything it just looks so good when he's laying when he's dying at the end and like there's that like puddle i don't know that that all looks looks very very nice oh yeah he's like the colors are bright steven spielberg is like very good at directing or something it's like he's yeah. a really good at it it's and, crazy and it's crazy we talked about soft he's one of the only of the old guard who haven't bashed marvel movies and coincidentally he's one of the only ones who still found success throughout the years. It's almost like he just kind of makes keeps to himself and just keeps making movies. And it's all right if he doesn't understand and doesn't want to get up behind it, because he doesn't have to. He's fucking Steven Spielberg. He's, Seems like the rest of them just gave up at some point. Yeah. And he just never has. Martin Scorsese just made the Irishman. I was like, what if I just used those actors who are almost dead that I keep using? They just all stopped. They just all like hit a wall. Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola made a Godfather three or something, and they hated it. And he was like, "I guess this is it for me." Yeah, and then he's like, "What if my daughter made Lost in Translation? Not that good of a movie." Oh, okay. I'll say it. I don't like Lost. What are you in coming after Lost in Translation? I don't for, like it. Out of nowhere, I, I, I've, I've saw it, but it's people a, do. It's a. I, I know that. Oh wow, that's ever stopped me on this show. People like a yeah, thing. Man, come on, Bill Murray was going to cheat on his wife with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, or but then he doesn't. Why doesn't he do that? That's the whole point because of the movie. Movie themes. The th- I feel that theme works better. if they, they have to cheat together. That's the whole theme of the movie. The theme was that they didn't have to cheat, actually. You've seen <sighs> it. I've seen it. People it's love boring. It. People it's, love it. It's, it's the classic it. Bill Murray teeter-totter of enjoyable, funny movie, slog, boring fest. <laughs> all Bill Murray films fall into one of those categories. I defy you to tell me differently. People love it. Scarlett your hands with breakout role, Jack. Hate her a star. Picked her a different role. I like her. She's good and all. Take a different role to break out. And... <clears throat> what the hell did you... How we get on this? Francis Ford Coppola, oh, Godfather 3. Because Sofia Coppola made that movie? Yeah. I didn't know that, but good on her. Yeah. And her, She's and one of the handmaids in episode one. You know she that? She is. She is. I didn't know that because Hansel was based on Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. George Lucas is a big fan of his. They're buddies. They're, they're good pals. I mean, they're all buddies. George Lucas is a contemporary with all those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was going to make Apocalypse Now. You know that? George Lucas? Mm-hmm. Man, that would have been You think it would have been laser. as good or what? I, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it would have been worse well then we can give that to Francis Ford <laughs> Coppola he made a better apocalypse now than George Lucas probably could have yeah but again uh, uh, to be in his defense right the problem is that George Lucas at a point only knew how to make star wars that's true before he only knew how to make star wars he made american graffiti and you like you know what i think you know what i think a post a prequels a post original trilogy probably could have made a, a probably i don't think maybe it couldn't have been as good but i don't think it would have been a bad movie i know i think it would have been interesting. Would have been a lot of more poetry. Would have rhymed more. It would have rhymed probably pretty well. Maybe you know, honestly, if he had made apocalypse now, maybe the prequels would have been better. Neither of them wrote it, so like you present George Lucas with the script, you don't oh, have to rely on true. him for dialogue. He doesn't have to interact with humans because he can't write human interactions. he just handed over to Marlon Brando, whoever. And Marlon and... Brando goes, "What if I gained forty pounds and didn't prepare <laughs> for this role? I have to be shot in shadow." Marlon, please, I'm fat. All right, what we really? <laughs> We're going off the rails. Here. What do we? Do have? we think it's gonna be? What are we talking about? He, what, he's what, making better where movies. I, wait, where am I? What, <laughs> what year is it? He makes good movies. This is a good movie. I mean, he's always made good movies. They're not all great movies, but, but he's never. There's never been a, like a spree of them where he's only made bad movies. Only stuff there's not really. It's any stu- frankly, it's incredible when you look at Spielberg. It's mind blowing, right? He's yeah. done it all, dude. He's done it all. He's the finest living filmmaker. I'll say it. Well, I don't finest care who knows. Living filmmaker. Who, who tops him? Who even comes close? Fucking, what's his face, foot guy? Fuck off. Quit Quentin that. Tarantino? Fuck off with but, him. Huh? But where's his demographics, Zach? We can't... He's great, all right? Good on him, but... He doesn't have the range, Jack. He does. He only knows how to make Quentin Tarantino he movies. He only knows how to make Quentin Tarantino movies. That's true. You call me when What about fucking... Danny Villeneuve? No, fuck him. He's great, but he's not... St- he's no Steven Spielberg. He doesn't hold a candle I'm, to Spielberg. I'm just asking. You I... call me when Danny Villeneuve can capture the childlike wonder in Jurassic Park, Jack. Cause that's the thing. That's what he can do. Are you saying you didn't ever child like Wonder in Dune? Look at Steven Spielberg in the '90s. It's the fu- he's still he he's the king. The <laughs> <gambit>. <laughs> it's insane. He d- he's cranking out like was uh what's it called Minority Report? Was that in the '90s? That was that like early two thousand. Early two thousand. Maybe that edges in, but it's like he's doing like Jurassic Park. I know he did Minority Report. Oh yeah. I mean, Are you kidding me? You do you do Jurassic Park, which is like this kind of like well, somewhat family friendly, but it's all, it's got like quintessential it's, it's sci fi like, film. It's like this achievement of like effects and everything and like production. And great film, great, and it's got like the wonder. That's like something I've heard that like he he does better than the book. It's like the book is just more like people getting torn apart by dinosaurs oh, and yeah. shit. I but read he's the book. like it's a lot of that. Oh yeah, but he does the actual like. Oh my god, look how crazy! Look how amazing! And like, wonderful it would be to see these dinosaurs. Like, he's got, you know, the, the, music the whimsy, even the whimsy of it almost. And then he did like maybe the greatest war film ever made. And then he did like Schindler's List. Oh <laughs> my like, God. He has really run that gambit. That like, man you know, can do it all. I guess. Well, I mean, when you're right, you're right, Zach. He he maybe invented the modern blockbuster, they say. Gotta give him credit for that, don't you? I mean, by Jove, you got him. <laughs> I mean, goodness. And then he's never st- I don't know. He still makes good movies now. You like maybe maybe stop. not the heights, but like I don't know. This one, people are raving about this. This might win. It's up for like a a billion Oscars. I think it. Sh- I think it would win. I, I mean, I'd probably to see some it's of the got other. it potential. I want to see Power of the Dog. It's got the potential. That one. It is. really does. And like, yeah, I don't know. He's just great. What's the last thing he made? I don't know. He does animated stuff and whatnot too. He's an, he's incredible. He's an incredible filmmaker. He's the finest living director. And do you think it's going to win Best Picture? Ah, uh, maybe. Okay. I really don't know. I hate them. I hate the Oscars famously. Oh, I mean, we always we watch do. Which is why it's fun. We're going to do this little series here, and then we will we can really complain when they're done. Oh, yeah. I hate them. I hate everything they're about. There's nothing. It's there's, there's nonsense, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Tons of nonsense. What does it even mean? Mostly nothing. But then, like, I also... See, I always say this, but then I still allow it to, like, make me angry every time, so... Really, they've winning. won. They really won every time. They get you every time with your anger. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I lose regardless, in a way. Oh, also... I. He did Indiana Jones. How can you freaking? me Yeah, he's got Indiana Jones Five. It's never going to come out, right? He's part of that. He's not, not directing. Yeah. What? Let's see. Well, I got you here. Yeah. When well, you got one? Well, yeah. Oh, Ready Player One. That was probably his most recent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People love them. They put that movie that all movie the time on TV. Incredible. Yeah, that movie. Did, that movie did very well. And then that author wrote that's a sequel I mean. that nobody likes. That's that's the thing. It's like he can do something like West Side Story, which is like a classic, quintessential like film. It's a it's a film's film, right? And then he can do Ready Player One, which is. 80s just to the max, which is just like it's as blockbustery as anything you've ever seen. It's just references and like p- fan service, crowd pleasing, right? But he can still do both. When was the last time that Francis Ford Coppola made a movie anyone cared about? I don't think he's ever done it. James Cameron, I <sighs> whatever. We don't need to get into that whole thing. But like, they're all just like these pretentious old men. But it's like Steven Spielberg can still crank out a, a Ready Player One. Like that's the difference. Yeah. yeah, and good on him for it. He's great, and good. On I hope him he wins it. another Oscar. Give it to him. I think so. Keep them all. As long as Dune doesn't win Actually, anything. here's the thing. I would, if he doesn't get Best Picture, I think he could still get Director. Because it's great. Oh, yeah. It's maybe the most directed movie I've seen. <laughs> it's the it's the most directed movie I've ever goddamn seen, Jack. <laughs> he did so much goddamn directing in this. How, how could you know that? What? How would you make that go? What do you mean most directed? What is Just it? think about it. Just think about other movies you've seen. Have I you ever won't. seen this much direction crammed I, into a film? I won't. I can't and I won't. So I think I think we've rambled on long enough about films and, and movies. So let's let's actually attack into that secret segment. Oh, I've got a secret segment this week, fellas. Cooking up. Now, last time we just. We're doing fine. Yeah, we're just under two hours. This, fine. this won't take too long. So last time we had a secret segment, it was a fucking advent calendar that I was enthralled with. <laughs> a- I think I've had another one, either before or after, sprinkled in somewhere. You have to find it, listener. It's up to you to find the <laughs> secret segment. If you find it and tell <laughs> us. You'll get 10 ACK attack points <laughs> to redeem to any act attack convenience. That's right. So, what's this segment? Okay, so last week we talked about uh, Brandon Sanderson's um, wildly successful Kickstarter campaign. Um, it's raised like a jillion dollars. So um, Leave that debtor in there. <laughs> so, we talked about his Kickstarter and he made a gajillion dollars. And we talked about how you've read, actually, have you read it? You've never read a Sanderson book. I've never book read to this a Sanderson point. book. And um, not from lack of trying. Well, soon I will when I get yeah, through we'll Wheel get of time. time. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um. Oh yeah, we'll do Wheel of Time and then we'll do Stormlight. It'll be great. It'll yeah, be delightful. He'll be Missborn. So I read. I've read Stormlight. It's great. But I was like, realize, like we we're big fans of this guy, and we always talk about him. We're we're watching his YouTube channel and stuff. We're like kind of soyboying out about him. Yeah, we're we're really fanboying out. We're really we're really jumping on the hype train here, right? But. I was like, I've not. i I'm, I'm hardly actually scratched the surface of this man's material. So this week I read Elantris. Oh. Just read it. You just read all of Elantris? I just, I just listened. Well, I listened to all of Elantris. What do you think so, Just listened to the whole thing. So your secret segment is you read a book I haven't read. I just listened to a whole book. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Isn't that fun? The whole thing. Between episodes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I guess it's fun. <laughs> I guess it's fun. How much Elantris are you going to talk... I I don't know. I don't know who it's fun for. Because I'm not having fun because I've not read Elantris. And any listeners who have read Elantris aren't going to get a lot out because I don't have anything to talk about. That's am sorry. So what do you think of Elantris? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. That's the first one he, that's the first one he ever It's the, right? It's the first book he published, yeah. that was why... book number six of his 13. I know the Brando yeah. lore. Oh, there you go. So it's... It, I think it made a good like starting point. Because like, his other ones are all series. Well, this one Warbreaker. So I always you know want to start with this one Warbreaker and... Lantris, I knew, yeah, was like the first one he ever got published, so you may as well start with that, so I'll get to Warbreaker at some point as well, but because it's still a one-off right now, I know he has like sequels in the, you know, he's always infinite plans, so he's gonna write a sequel or two, I think maybe one I think maybe one sequel to this and two sequels to Warbreaker at some point, but he hasn't yet, so right now they're just standalone, so I was like, I'll just read this it's not super long, it's not like Stormlight length, and it's just one-off, and it's it's pretty good, It's I don't know, it's cool like, it's it's a lot of what you expect, it's a lot of I will say, like, the thing is brando and i understand why people might not like this right like i saw i, I ended up in a reddit thread this week about um what's his name <laughs> never gonna finish game George of Thrones, R. R. was saying that um he was summarizing all the things he did this year or last year rather like for the beginning of this year and like i worked on all the tv shows and i worked on this and i did this and i did all this and i'm, I'm writing the second fire and blood book and i'm writing another history of the westeros book and i'm writing a coffee table version of fire and blood and i'm writing all this and he's like i um i wrote a little bit of winds of winter le- less than last year but some <laughs> it's like oh good god oh my jesus christ and man. um th- that classic joke popped up in the comments that, like that's all right he'll just die and then brandon will finish it and it actually spurred this like debate in this comment section about how like brandon sanderson couldn't hold a candle to George r, r. martin he could never and like i don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's that. strictly true. They're definitely different. Don't get me wrong. Like, Brando's much more hopeful. I, well, that's the thing. So, there's, I would say there's two big things. George R. R. Martin's prose is definitely more flowery and, like, a little. He, he definitely, he, he's big on the prose, right? Like, I would say Brandon Sanderson's a little more straightforward with it. And then, yeah, just like tonally, they're very different. But, like, that's a thing you can adapt. I, well, I think both of those are things you can adapt, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's foolish to say that Brandon Sanderson's not a good writer. Like, he's just, he just is. He's a professional writer. He's. Very He're, good at it. He writes, more than, he writes as much as Stephen King does. Like, I don't think. Books. and oh, I guess the true test for us will, will be when we get to his Wheel of Time books to see. like, Because me, having read a handful of his books at this point, if it will stand out to me as his style or if it will mimic Robert Jordan. Be Robert Jordan's style. And then style it'll be almost. interesting because you've read and I haven't. So mm-hmm. I'll be like, how jarring is this shift? Yeah, if yeah, I exactly. just read everything from Robert Jordan and then I shift to Brandon Sanderson. How is that gonna shake mm-hmm. out? I mean, I don't expect it to change because those books are like, because as the general consensus what we've seen of Wheel of Time is that as Robert Jordan sadly deteriorates from his horrible disease that he had, rest his soul, he, they got kind of they kind of stagnate, and then Rando picks him back up. But I almost feel as though that's because he gets the end, like he, yeah, he gets, gets to write the, the most exciting part of the story where mm-hmm. everything comes to a head. So I think if like he had to write like what people say nine winter's heart path of daggers and knife of dream or crossroads of twilight are like the low points Mm -hmm. knife of dreams when it like swings back up into 12 13 14 that maybe he might have suffered as well if he had to write the same way so it's probably true it really remains to be seen there's also there's no doubt that like yeah if robert jordan got to finish they also would be very well liked because yeah, yeah they're the culmination like that's why they're that's part of the reason they're so high like it i mean it's the end like the last book's gonna be like the best one right just about, so. That's when Rand gets to kill everybody with his super cool magic powers. Make Rand Randland. land. That's right. But so, yeah, anyways, it's this whole argument that, like, oh, is Brandon Sanderson doesn't hold a candle to Joe Durham Martin. I think, I don't think that's right. Like, he's a good, I, he's a good writer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how I got on this, but, yeah, the book's good. It's... Uh, what is was, it about? So... I don't know what Elantris is about. So, just, uh, like, s- synopsis here. Little synopsis. So, it's basically, Elantris is a city, right? And the idea is... That it, and this is literally like first like prologue here. So that it was like it was this magical, incredible city, and every so often somebody you would just like wake up one morning and you would realize you'd become an Elantrian, right? And you've got this like flowing, beautiful like white hair, and your skin turned to silver, and you've got magic. And if that happened to you, you went to live in Elantris, and like you and like they were worshipped as like gods, this thing above. And then at some point, it was ten years prior to the events of the story here it all collapses something happens to elantris and all the magic fails and the city falls to like ruin oh, and the the elantrians instead of being these beautiful like silvery white god looking things they like fall and become these like horrible like decaying monster people Ugh. who are like living corpses um they can't like they they don't they don't live anywhere their hearts stop beating they're still alive like they can still walk around but they don't need food they don't like they zombies. don't die from, yeah, they're like zombies. They don't die from normal wounds, but they also don't ever heal. Oh, so um, festering gang. Yeah, so this idea is, th- the problem is that, like, you eventually fall to the culmination of all your wounds, right? Like, over time, the, like, the, just the minor like, cuts and bumps and bruises and everything pile on top of each other until you lose your mind. Oh. Basically, the protagonist of this is in, like, he lives in this, the kingdom um, that borders, or that, like, Elantris is contained within, and he wakes up with it, and he gets sent in there, and then there's, like, him, and there's, like, another... There's three main point of views, and, like, the other protagonist is his fiance, this woman he was betrothed to marry, like, for, like, this political alliance who has arrived in the city, and then she's, like, gets involved with, like, the politics of the existing city, and then the third guy is this warrior-priest character from a different civilization who has come to convert the whole uh, country to his religion. Um, in advance of an invasion, uh, oh, so I they're see. like, you can either convert or we'll kill peacefully, you. or we'll just conquer them. And so it's his mission to try to save them all oh. without blood. And it's like, so they're all kind of like vying for power. Well, so he's doing his thing in Elantris because he's been. That's where the so it becomes that like, if you if you wake up as an Elantrian now and you are like horrible and scary looking, they send you in there to die. Um, so he's like in there trying to make things better for the people and like actually reestablish society. And then on the outside, his fiance and this priest guy are like fighting for power, vying for power, because he's trying to like topple the kingdom, and she's trying to save it. Well, oh, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's 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 definitely good. I mean, it got my interest. I, I breezed through it in a week, so clearly I enjoyed it. Um, I will say it's like you know, it's definitely one. It's obviously one off. There's definitely potential there. I could definitely see like he sets it up for a sequel, almost. I would say, but it also could definitely stand on its own. Obviously, it has for years now. It's obviously, being one book, it's a little smaller in scale than say like Stormlight or something. It's not a massive series. There's no. Or there's, like, very, very little in the way of, like, massive battles or anything. There's no... There's not a lot of fighting. Mm. There's definitely, like... It definitely feels like a Sanderson book. and Like, with the Stormlight kind of vibe at parts with the way the magic works. Like, it clearly is... Because it's all in the Cosmere and it all is kind of the same concept. Like, this system he has built. And he's all about his, like, hard magic systems with these, like, relatively descriptive abilities. Descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> but... He, he goes into depth of how the abilities work and how one would use them, which is always cool. And so, like, the system in this one, the magic, is, like, writing. You, like, draw these runes, and, like, the complexity and, and everything of these runes is, like, how they work. So it's, like, you draw a particular rune to do a thing, but then you do, like, you add these lines and these dots that, like, modify it and, and enhance it and make it more specific and more potent and all these different things. And, like, that's pretty neat. But it's also this... the as you, I guess, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but as it goes on, you learn that like there's other ways to access the same magic and everything. Right, just always a fun like wrinkle, I think. Yeah, it's just pretty fun. I don't know, it's definitely good. I, I, he says he's a little di- like self disparaging when he talks about it because he says like it's his first book and in a lot of ways it is one of his weaker ones. Um, but I'm, I am just fine. I also, to be fair, like I read Way of Kings Prime, which is literally like an unpublished. First draft of, well, I mean, it's. I think it's more than the first draft, but it's an unpublished draft of The Way of Kings, right? Hmm. That he doesn't even, like, it was never published, right? Like, obviously, before he published the book, he went back and overhauled it massively. Like, they're they're very, very different. But I even liked that. I thought that was pretty solid. And I was like, I don't know. This isn't so bad. I don't know why he's so hard on that. So right. maybe I'm not a good <laughs> critic I mean, of. I mean, he w- I mean, I think it's just, he's just going to be his harshest critic because he wrote yeah. it. It's going to be the most disparaging. That's probably true. I think but there's some of that in there. It's a good book. I liked it. Yeah, sounds like it. We'll add it to the thousands of brands. <laughs> we we'll get to read next year. Apparently, I guess it's not like super beloved necessarily. I'm, like it's it's one of those ones where I don't think anyone hates it, but it's not it's not really anyone's favorite kind of thing mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Which, yeah, I mean, it's not very epic. Again, it is uh, like a one-off. So I can, I can see all that, but he definitely builds an interesting world and uh, deals a lot with religion in this one, which he is is a recurring theme for him. Right, yeah. And that's cool. Oh yeah, got a, the the lady character there is very. She's like a super strong and like competent woman, which is neat. It's always nice. Yeah. And I guess that's that's how I got on the uh George R. Martin earlier. But like, his thing more than anything, it's I. Don't, I mean, you can obviously argue all day if if they're equal in in writing and prose and whatever. I mean, uh, it it's whatever at this point. Like George R. Martin's probably never going to finish those books, so it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Exactly. But. Beside that, but witty comments aside, you know, snark against George R. R. martin aside. Um, I think a big difference is like they're just stylistically, you're gonna prefer one over the other. And it's it's again, it's like not an objective mm. right or wrong kind of thing, but he's he's definitely more earnest. And I would say like Brando he's more earnest than even like Robert Jordan, right? Like I think that's why I, I I'm definitely enjoying the Wheel of Time, get me wrong. Like I, I'm been enjoying my time with him but i haven't i've yet to have a moment that really impacts me in the wheel of time on the same level that the stuff in and stormlight does and like i said i can only really understand that like maybe for some people it's a little too simplistic it's a little too on the nose it's a little too earnest right mm. like i always say he has those moments where at the end of free book the character says their character development out loud yeah and, and gains magic because of it and gets their magic because they they were developed as a human right and mm. maybe that's a little on the nose and, and too earnest and too like simple and straightforward for some people. They want a little more gray and they want this and that and they don't want everything to be nice. They want Rob Stark to get his head cut off and sewed onto his direwolf, whatever. Um, I think it's a reverse, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you're right. But I'm not about that necessarily. And I really like the earnest. Like things can be better, and I hope, and people are good. And like he he definitely leans that way of everyone, right? Like yeah. all his books end super nice, and they're about like hope and, and like. I mean, I, it would rain to be seen if I if we get a couple more books. What, But um, there's a lot of, like, themes in this that are very reminiscent to me of, like, say, the Way of Kings, like the first Stormlight book, right? Like, the protagonist of this is very Kaladin-like to me. Yeah. And that he's, like I said, he, he's, like, building up these, these downtrodden people who have given up hope, which is very much what Kaladin does in the first Stormlight book. So, yeah, it's definitely a recurring kind of thing. But it, I, I like to see it because, like, I like that. I don't know. I like building up these people and, and giving people hope and, and the you know. Endurance of the human spirit and all—it's nice. Yeah. It's just—it's just, it's just kind of nice and pleasant. And they—spoiler—but and, yeah, like, it doesn't end horrorf- horrifically or anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's not—it's not, it's not a, a Game of Thrones or anything. Alright. The now, protagonist doesn't get his head chopped off at the end, is what I'm saying. Another thing I think goes with it is just like the amount of magic, because George R. Martin says he's as low fantasy as you can be without being, well, still being considered fantasy. Like he has said at the end of his series there'll be less magic than most series start with. Mm-hmm. And Brando, I mean, he has hard magic. It's not like Wheel of Time where it's a soft or Channeling can do pretty much anything Robert Jordan needs it to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. But, and like you said, every every kind of series in his Cosmere has a magic system that all kind of relates, but it's all unique and different, and mm-hmm. it's very widespread. So I think that also might be it because it's just more fantastical because yeah. there's just more magic. Instead of just like three dragons and ice demons in the north well that's kind of like the whole point yeah of like the cosmere is that he has all these planets and every single one has its own magic and he can just make anything up he wants and it's like if it's like these he's like, he clearly very much enjoys the lore behind crafting these magic systems right mm-hmm. and like how they work and how they interact and, and like the rules and all that that's clearly something that he likes in particular so yeah he's just got like i, mean, I don't know how i don't know how the exact i'm sure there's some where he starts with the story and builds the magic afterwards or vice versa i don't know the exact order but like yeah clearly he's about like he 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 is very interested in, in creating these systems because yeah every though, every series has its own distinct one which is yeah so yeah i think Pre- so breed of i mean it's like it's like 10 years old or whatever you probably read lanternis already if you have read i mean i read it it's too just, i mean it's yeah it's a fantasy <laughs> it's one of brandon sanderson's fantasy books it's is what it is. You're gonna get what you pay. <laughs> I'm not for. giving any masterful uh, new insights on this one. So <laughs> uh, that's kind of all you got for Lantras. Yeah, I'd say so. Unless all you have right. any questions, Jack, you want to grill me? I got no questions. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we can probably wrap it up right about here. Oh yeah. As always, thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Architect J A Z, and uh, an email us at jazz at gmail dot Any comments, questions, concerns, books you want to read, books you have read, don't want us to read, anything. Uh, as always, you can find us anywhere in your podcast, like Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon slash Audible, and so on and so forth. Our logo is then my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can find him at InkOcean.jpg on Instagram or at Redbubble. Our intro is then my friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can find him in June when his album comes out, and we'll tell you when we tell you. And don't fucking push me on, it, all right, fellas? All right, like I'll tell you when it's when it's it'll be out when it's out, and we like that. And as always. We wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night? Godspeed.